You are about to experience the Corpse Cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike, and guess who we got over there, people? Hi, everybody. It's me. Would you like to introduce yourself, Shane. Sir? Well, what if we have some first-time listeners out there, man? That's true. I wasn't thinking about that clearly. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm glad that you finally got your wits about you and decided that you need to introduce yourself. Shane, Shane Diablo, Shane Diabolito, yeah. sweet titties, that's his name. Fun there you ass, go. tight and white. <laughs> Tight, tight and white, really? Yeah. I don't wear the tighty whities I wear the boxers. <laughs> the ass is tight and white. Dude, why don't you do me a favor and talk a little closer to the microphone? Is it too close? No, you're, you need to get a little closer. Tight and white. See, that's way sexier. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, people. This is episode 45. We've got a lot to talk about this Dude, episode. We're rolling up on the big 5 we're, we're rolling up on our first year um, anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Dude. Okay, so speaking of, I'm going to get this out of the way at the very beginning. Okay, okay. the first episode that we're going to be doing in 2013 is going to be a best of uh, award show for the Corpse Cast, okay? Yeah. And we're talking about just best of, like, uh, stuff that we've covered on the show. Um, <clears throat> there's a, if you, uh, you know, best boobs, best kills. Best, best squeeze your balls and blood comes out. Yeah, exactly, dude. And the thing is, is, uh, we're going to be, we, we need your help, people. We need it. Yes. We need you to give us, well, just, you know, to help us out with the, uh, the good old, uh, coming up with some categories to talk about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, here, here's the thing. In the next, on the webpage, corpsecollective.com, there is a link that says past shows and new and future shows and stuff like that. Right. Click that. Maybe you can look at uh, some of the old stuff we've done and maybe come up with like some categories for us to give awards to, man. I mean, if that helps you, you know, best uh, fur burgers, best, yeah, uh, you that's know, great. Which, like by the it. way, if we end up doing that, it's obviously going to be the three chastity belts that we talked about on Ilsa oh, last episode. Most disgusting. <laughs> yes. And, well, you know, disgust, uh, one man's disgusting is another man's awesomeness. Okay. But I, whatever. I, what are you going to do? I feel that. Okay. I got you. Um, let's see. So, but, uh, yeah, so let's start planning for that, guys. P- help, help us out. Uh, you can email me at mikeycorpsecollective.com and we'll, and we'll get all that sorted out. But this episode, we've got a lot, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, baby. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about a band called Ghoul Town and their album called Give Them More Rope from 2002. Yeah. And a movie, a classic horror movie. Classic horror movie. From 1986 entitled Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And that's a, that's, that's what we're going to be doing today. But before we get into that, and before we even get into the voicemails, yeah, 
there are a couple of things that I am stoked as shit about to talk about. Okay. The Let's first thing is, is okay, everybody by now, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that we do a video show for a channel called Zombie TV. Corpse Collective. The Corpse Collective Video Podcast. Video Podcast. We had... Yeah, we had to call it that for uh, for contractual reasons. Sure, that's because that. if we I'm, called it I'm the cool. Video Corpse Cast, we we we'd have to like they would basically own this audio show. Uh, I, <laughs> hey, baby, you you work the angle. I just I, I I'm your I'm your strong man. You are a strong man, and that's why I'm glad. Just strong arm him. I I'm just glad say, that the, yeah. you lift me on your shoulders so I can be. He great. said what? Yeah. He's he's the muscle people. And, uh, well, basically, you know, we do this and we did a soft launch on October 14th, but coming up early next year, they are going to be doing the official launch of zombie TV with a zombie TV bash. The big kapow. The big kapow. Basically what this is, um, is there's going to be all sorts of activities. We're going to be showing bands. We're going to be, um, uh, okay, okay. So here, I'm, first of all, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to, you're, you're, you're getting all the clamped. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, excited. He's, like, I'm excited. He's, he's doing sh- that thing where he shakes his hand. Yes. Okay. Hold yeah. on to the iPad and, and get on it. And by the way, I think that, uh, I know why you're being too quiet. It's because I think you put on the, the microphone on your stand backwards, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. That's okay. I can, I can see it. It's okay. We'll fix it. We'll fix it after this. You're doing okay. Okay. <laughs> So I'm talking to the back of the mic. You're talking into the ass of your mic, dude. Uh, that's hot. <laughs> I, I kept looking down at the board going, well, what in the hell is wrong? Why does he sound like he's far away? And it's because he's talking Such into the human centipede shit. <laughs> Anyways, let me go ahead and read the launch, uh, uh, a posting that was on Facebook. Big plans for a two day zombie TV kickoff festival in February, which is February 8th and 9th. Keep your calendars clear for that, people, and plan to travel to Virginia. We have film premieres, live music from artists uh, on the White Label Lounge, a chat with the zombie hosts, like the hot ladies of zombie TV oh, people. They oh, are all going to be the... And this is Shane's chance to stalk Fate, or Nikki, as she's known in zombie TV, in real life, dude. Right I, there in front of my eyes? Dude, you are, you're you are going up to the stalking big leagues, is what we're saying here, Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so we got uh, chat with the zombie host, games, costumes, drinks. It's going to be a weekend to remember or not if you're taking full advantage of the bar, of course. Uh, look out for details and ticket pricing over the next few weeks. Uh, there will be more details that uh, we'll share the closer we get. Some of the events, I actually had a chat with a guy named Steve who's doing uh, a lot of the marketing for uh, Zombie TV. Right. Uh, I got on a call with him last night, and we talked about, uh, first of all, it's going to be at the Alamo Draft House in Winchester. I think it's Winchester, Virginia. I, I think you're exactly right. Winchester. Oh. I remember reading that. Okay. The Winchester. You know, because... Oh. From uh, well, head down to the Winchester and have a point. <laughs> Dude, I love that your that your microphone's on backwards, but <laughs> you're the. F- you're the tech dude. Yeah, it's okay. You're the, you set it up today. Nerd. You set it up. To, I am the nerd. You know what? Nerds are You're where supposed it's to at. eyeball this shit before we get started. <laughs> I should have. I I let down my nerd my nerd uh, duties. But nerd okay, helmet. we're gonna have the, <laughs> the nerd helmet. Yeah. Oh, that sounds erotic. Actually. Anything right. with the word helmet in it, but whatever. We got the dead next playing. We got the Kung Fu Dykes going to be there. We're going to be showing a screening of Return of the Living Dead, Monster Ballad Karaoke, film premieres, games, so on and so on. And people, I'm going to throw out a little teaser, okay? Oh. 
maybe a little bit of live podcasting. A little live podcasting it, from oh 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 okay oh. let's let's hold that off let's hold that little tidbit off. All I know is is that uh, we're the only podcasters on that channel, so. Huh. But let's leave it. But let, let's leave it there. Let's not give it away, okay? Uh, like I said, the gritty details will be shared once all of the uh, contracts are signed. Uh, but holy shit, guys, this is going to be amazing. I mean, seriously, I was fully erect with st- when Steve was uh, telling me about this, which probably make him really uncomfortable because erect he's correct and correct. Yeah, I, I just I hope you he didn't. Like, I, I didn't touch it. I didn't touch Throttom. myself though. Yeah, I, it was hard for me not to touch it, but I thought that Steve on the other end, that might get a little weird, but whatever. Um, speaking of zombie TV, uh, videos eight and nine, see, uh, our, our video episodes eight and nine have been released lately on zombie yeah, TV, yeah. so go check that out if you got a Roku. I'm actually done editing 10 and 11, but, uh, you know, that'll be up as time progresses, people. As the relationship grows. Absolutely. As the, as the brain takes in what is there. We leak it out. Ooh, when you're ready for it. We don't do it before you're ready for it, people. Hello, Hollywood. Exactly. Ready <laughs> for some wood? So that's enough pimping of the zombie TV stuff, okay? Can I mention one thing, too, though? Sure. There's a little man. I don't know if you... Uh, if you, uh, if you The midget you met, that uh, the Troll 2 guy. N- oh, you said little man. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. Actually, I've never met him in real life, so I don't know. What, well, you what met is. the guy at the crosswalk. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wasn't even a midget. He was just a short dude oh. that starred in the movie. Oh. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention the Wolfman's article that's up on yeah. Zombie TV right now. He ta- he breaks down basically Insidious. It's on CorpseCollective.com. He does a freaking great job on that. He, I love reading this. He made me think, he made me like get to parts of my brain I didn't know existed, people. He does a great job. Go up there, check out his article on the blog. But that's really all I got before we get into some voicemails. Hey, you only use 10% of your brain. Wolfman makes you use 11.5. 11. So, so basically, let's call him 1.5%. That's his new he, nickname because he he's, takes it. He's, he's adding a bit. Yeah. He makes things happen in your mind. Oh, and my pants. But what are you going to do? Dude, so, uh, yeah. you got anything? I no, mean, how's your week yeah. been? I uh, feel, I feel like I've been jeep jabbering. Psychotic, uh, old people and washing <laughs> dogs and cars breaking down. Same old shit every week. Well, you know what? We're glad you made it here tonight. TGIF. Even right. though your microphone's on backwards. And <laughs> I'm talking real close to the mic right now. Yeah, it's not, it, you're just going to sound kind of washed out until we go ahead and take a break and fix that. But why don't we do this? Why don't we get right into the voicemails? You know, this question I think was a little bit tough for, for people. You know, the, really? the, the yeah, I, 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 I have a feeling, well, just, we didn't get quite as many, I mean, we got plenty of voicemails, but I don't know. I think people shied away from this one a little bit. Um, I've got a great one for next episode too. So that'll be taken care of. Okay. So here's the question of the episode. We've all seen how shitty the conditions can be for those who survived the initial zombie outbreak. If you had a choice, would you want to be one of the survivors? Yeah. That is the question of the episode. So without further ado, let's get into some voicemails. Nice. Mike, Shane, how's it going? What's up? Um, question of the episode, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'd want to survive. Uh-huh. And uh, the reason I would, I think in a way, living in a situation like that would be the most free you had ever been. You know, every it, like the fight club thing, everything goes back to zero. Oh, you don't have to worry point. about rent or your mortgage. Free. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to you know, freaking kill possums for dinner. Making the balls happy. All you have to worry about 
is surviving. Yep. You know, you survive 24 hours, another day, you're successful. So there's nothing to worry about except basic survival. And when you get food, shelter, and clothes, you know, you can relax a little. You still have to be vigilant in case of the zombies. But if you get far mm-hmm. enough away from them, yeah. you get to relax. Um, like I said, I think it would be the ultimate freedom. Anyway. Dude, but um, you couldn't get the corpse cast. So I watched Salo. I'm just yeah. Oh, Salo, wow. It was rough, but yeah. it was also incredibly boring. And what? Well, maybe. It's definitely art because I feel like the guy, the director, I can't remember his name, you know, he could have been really exploitative, but most of the stuff was done at a, you know, further angle than right up close to it. Right. It was still brutal. And they ate shit. It was definitely art. You know, I don't think you could call it sleaze. Mm. And that's it. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Yeah, do you need to see Sallow for that? Yeah, I... I've already watched it. I don't know about that. I've already watched it, so I'm never watching it. I've got a good question, though. What he was talking about. You don't have to kiss a boss's ass or whatever. Oh, yeah. What do you do if you're in the zombie apocalypse and you're a master of the domain? Sure. Uh You've got a... You're Rick. (laughs) Okay. You've got a handle on shit, and you see your old boss come clumping up the road that gave you shit forever. Do you save him? Or do you kill that son of a bitch? Dude, I think you save him because you know what? What what other ge- what greater gesture is to help somebody who made your life miserable? You wouldn't sit there and watch zombies like a horde of zombies. No, but then I would make him miserable. Like, help me for God's sakes! And you're just like, dude, I want to watch these zombies. Well, I, you. since I was in charge, I'd make him miserable. You know, and so yeah. it's basically payback. Am I am I a bad person for that? Hey, well, <laughs> you you yeah, you would just kind of drag it longer. Yeah, <clears throat> instead of his, you know. No, eat shit, and then he's eaten. <laughs> yeah, and then shit out by the zombies. Oh, that'd be great. You would make him endure every like... day. Hey, we need you to go down and dump the trough of shit over over by the zombie Robert, <laughs> fucking boss guy, three sure. months ago telling me to do something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, B tow truck called in a couple times actually. Hey, fellas, it's oh, no trust. It's got a few free minutes, but I ain't doing a fuck all right now, so I figured I'd give you motherfuckers a call. All right, baby. I know it's been a couple of weeks, man. I've been a busy, busy fucking guy. But, uh... Yeah, right. You know, I got a few things to talk about. First off, Michael, I'm proud of you. You dropped the F-bomb motherfucker. I did? Yeah, I you can't dropped you last, actually said last it. week. That kind of uh, blew hmm. me away. Wow. Um, Mm, I and apologize, then, then. Everybody's talking about this whole that, fucking really? ACDC highway to hell. Apparently, it was fucking everybody got that shit from their mom. Oh, their really? Dad cool. Somebody. Awesome. But, uh, you know, the shit that I was into as a teenager, my early adolescence made me apparently so fucking crazy that I've been committed by my dad and my stepmom. <laughs> oh, wow. A couple other people. Cause, you know, Why doesn't that surprise me at all? going crazy. All this <laughs> demonic punk Rock and loud metal oh, that I yeah, listen to. That's, that's, that'll get you um, in the, that's the, the devil's music. That'll get you, you know, in the just, insane pokey in no time. I guess part of growing up in the fucking eighties, I guess. Satanic uh, panic, shit. baby. Yeah. I don't know how much more time this is going to give me before it cuts me off. Uh, talk about the fucking quiz. That was a hard motherfucker. What was Unbelievably it? so. Oh yeah, the, I only the, got a couple of those right. Well, that was 
pretty wild. Um, you have to admit, I'm I'm okay at those. Pretty good with fucking record covers. <laughs> Man, that right. was tough. Uh, last week's question of the episode, real quickly. Um, messages in movies and shit. I don't think it really fucking phases me anymore. Mm. Because I listen to so much punk rock, and punk rock just, like, kicks you in the nuts with yeah. whatever their message is. A lot of it. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just desensitized to it. I didn't really realize any of that shit. Um, this week's question of the episode. Uh, well, shit, I'm going to have to call you back with that one, because it looks like motherfuckers pulling in. going to start happening. Got to unload some trucks. Love ya. Later. Yeah, so we called back in. Hey, guys, me again. Fuck, last night got a little busy, a little crazy. Oh, fuck, here I am again. <laughs> Calling the bone phone from the comfort zone. Um, gotta finish up what I That's started yesterday. Uh, but first, before I get to that, I gotta talk to Shane just a little bit. Oh, dear. Shane, you called out Levi, said some things that kind of touched me personally. He said that, you okay. know, his mom maybe should have been a little bit more worried about him, uh, Hanging out with grease monkeys and, and, you know, working a body shop or whatever. Yeah, it's disgusting. You know, I grew up in an engine <laughs> shop. And, you know, it's it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a personal thing to me, man. I mean, you talk well, look to how you like, turned out. people that grow <laughs> up in that you environment. You guys talk about weenies and people, dicks you know, and stuff. Turn out to be it's disgusting. You got grease in your hands. There are plenty of outstanding citizens in this world that grew up in that environment. <laughs> I don't know any of them personally, but exactly. There Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, on with it. And you try and jive turkey people I on prices. Oh, this part fifteen bucks? No, it's gonna cost you eighty-five. Bullshit, monkey. <laughs> oh, you fucking ain't right, man! <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, I love to fucking kill things, and killing things that are already dead seems. A little bit more fun, kind of a fucking challenge because those things Mike are likes that. fucking kill Mike and Sam, back. They drag and cats, so like, cats that's and cars. The fucking rush right there, down I mean, you know, State Street, picking up the ladies. No, 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 ladies. Yeah, dude, I know what you is. Trying to take out something that's, that's trying to take you we out. We did the first. cat up in Kaysville. You know, which one of you is going to be food? Not that I would actually eat a zombie unless she's really fucking hot. But uh, that's a whole different set of circumstances, right there. Anyway, uh, not much else to say other than, man, I totally fucking, I totally miss you motherfuckers. Like, Wednesday night without you is mm -hmm. weird. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know we've only done it a few times. We've gone down How about we put it on the calendar there, for next Wednesday? To have an All right, Wednesday that sounds good to me. We'll see you then. I don't get yeah. to see my guys get all that fucking man loving in. <laughs> it's just hard, you know? I had masturbating 14, 15 times that night. Whoa, Chief anyway, Central. So I see you again. This one's for you guys. Oh, you know what? There's a lot of hot shit in this world, but be tow truck jerking off. I don't know if that's one of those things, yeah, man. That's, that's something you don't want to go to sleep. But, with. you know, you got you got to admit that he's an awesome dude. He is an awesome dude. I've never denied it. I'm just saying. I want to. I want to bring that out into public. Okay. Yeah. I bring just want to make the, sure the public uh, central. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Uh, Jake the Snake called in. Oh, Jake. Uh, What's he doing? Fucking dialing some 
How are you? Yeah, dude, you know. Well, I think uh, so. I'll catch up. Previous question of the episode. Okay, we're so good. He, he forgot that he the, called there for a second. He calls yeah. all the podcasts uh, all the time. Is it's wonderful. Like, what the hell A movie called um, Birdemic. Ugh. I have heard of it. It's awful. Uh, but let me just say that this movie is better with a riff track. Birdemic. Yeah, oh, the gr- yeah, the pretty much. Yeah, the riff oh, track. Speaking of, it's unbearable it, it, without yeah, it. Got to get sidetracked here, yo. But. Now that the uh, super secret project is not so super secret anymore, right? Uh, and he's going to become going to come out of the cadaver tracks now. Oh no! I got to pause. I think I've used that joke on here before. I got to pause it. Yeah, we did the corpse track, the cadaver tracks, the corpse tracks. Yeah, for uh, we haven't even recorded ours yet, though. For uh, remember when we did that early on for uh, the what was it, uh, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, I we still haven't done that, but things started blossoming and exploding at that time. The problem is, is now we're not only doing this show, but we're doing like two video shows every other week. Hence the blossoming. Holy Judas Priest! It's a lot of extra work, dude. But I will get to that. I promise you. We, we can do that. We, we will can... record it eventually. Yeah. We will get to it. Your efforts have not been in vain, been in vain, people. We will get to that. You will be rewarded greatly for it. Yes. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what Jake's yeah, doing. Yeah, Birdemic. Um, yeah, this movie had a uh, pound in your face message about you know changing climate and all know how. Oh yeah. It affects you. Plus the worst CGI in the world. Of Somebody's pulling to the gas station and the camera's just on the gas prices. And it's like, oh no, the gas prices are high. And <laughs> hey, that's that's something I worry about. Guy Shit. And girl going on a double date to see a convenient truth. An that's, in- inconvenient. Yeah, that's, that's a date movie. That's a date movie for sure. <laughs> so, oh, is that that movie yeah. with uh? Women are totally going yeah, the dude who lost to George a million bucks. And, oh, uh, I was thinking of the one where he gets a million bucks to sleep with his wife. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was really pissed off. Robert, pissed off no. about that movie when I first saw it. It took no, that's something different to get to the actual bird bird attacks. Really, I don't know, but I wouldn't spend a million bucks to do Demi Moore. Uh, okay, so, yeah, this Fuck one, no, you're right. This week, uh, would I want to live in the uh, zombie grand. apocalypse? <laughs> Fifty grand, twenty five hundred. If I got a million bucks, I don't, bucks, know, boys. I don't I got a million bucks. Like every other person, I try to think about what would happen. You know, I I give a uh, I give a scenario that I would just probably. Stay in my high-rise apartment, mm, and you know, fancy, need a little <laughs> key fob to get in. You know, get it to the floors. So, oh, so uh, uh, yeah, he got cut, he got GP'd. Basically. So there you go. Just thank you again. Uh, yeah, that's gonna take. That's gonna take some getting used high to. High-rise saxophone, uh, you, know, you so hot, you know, fucking six-pack stomach. I get it. You know, once in a while, go out for. Food, but you know, once in a while, the food's gonna dry out for sure, and you know, maybe I should try to find other people. Ah. Can I pause it real quick? I just had a thought. Yeah. 
I just had a thought about now. Now I don't want to spoil The Walking Dead too much. Like, okay. did you see the latest episode? I watch them religiously. Okay, so you yeah. saw the latest episode, and people, this may be spoiler, but it's a it's. I will it's jump a small over part. this if you're if you're no. This is shit. this isn't really giving anything. Well, I don't know if it, how much it's giving away, but no, I'm saying if you're if you're gonna talk poo poo on it, oh, no, I'm, I'm not. gonna I'm not. jump over the table. No, no, this right. this season, this whole season's been actually keeping Fantastic. my. I've been well, it's kicked and kicking ass over one and two. You have to admit that this season is way better than one and two. You can kiss my freaking ass if you feel totally differently. agree. With this that. is the only one I can I can stand, and I'm actually enjoying this one. But okay, my point. Yeah. And now this has nothing to do with my my uh, uh, answer, and this may sound a little sexist, but remember when the governor. Okay. And uh, what's her name? I can't remember the blonde. Andrea. Andrea, and she was pulling up her pants, and yeah. you saw uh, slight ass cheeks. So basically, what what we're meant to assume is that they had the sexual intercourse. Yeah. Let me ask you something, dude. Do you think that they had running water enough so they could clean off of their naughty bits before they did oh, it? You fucking disgusting! Uh, yeah, he's got everything going there. Uh, all I'm They're saying, drinking whiskey and wine. But and do they everything. waste? Yeah, but whiskey and wine's great. But they don't have a water salination plant. They don't have like reusable water. They they can't like that's true. You know, they, they, whatever. So what water they have? They have. So do people take showers? Let me ask you this. Wait, no, I'm not done. Okay. Do people take showers before they have sex? Because I'll tell you what. I don't know if I want to go down on a gnarly, you know. How do you know, though? I just assume. You've been married for 13 years. Right, sure. But how did you know that she wasn't freshly cleaned, you know, when you're dating? I made her, I made her take a survey. I handed her a little, little (laughs) leaflet. You gave her a survey. (laughs) Did you take a shower in the last three hours? Exactly. Do did you do you ever feel itching listen, on your fur burner? Listen, let me let me what, tell you. This. Uh, but the thing is, is we're talking potentially days of not bathing. Yeah, and you know you're doing that. I don't. Uh, that's all. That, I think that would be my biggest problem in the zombie apocalypse: are dirty vagines. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, here's a perfect example of that what? in the the Walking Dead. Okay. Rick was down there, bloody his gut, disgusting guts, talking right? on the phone. Okay. And then he comes up in a nice fresh shirt, and he's totally clean. Oh, I didn't even notice. In the prison, it's like he comes up, boom, he's. You know, but, some people. By go, the way, well, that was a that was like a dream that he was having. Like, oh, he was bloody and, maybe. But I'm going now. No, do, do you the think prison? The governor has the water running. Trust me on let that, me, son. Let me ask you the something. Prison, not so much. Oh, yeah. Ask you about something about the prison. Do you think that the that the uh, frequency of anal sex has gone up or down in that prison since oh, the zombie God. apocalypse? <laughs> That's good. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna say down. I would but say down I, too. I like where, where your <laughs> oh, just, fucking uh, mind goes. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, let's get back to. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It'd be too depressing for me, and it's oh man, I yeah. We, who would want to live through that? I oh mean, man, really, that's I mean, yeah, that's hard. I mean, of all the zombie movies we watched. You know, have there really been any, like, cure to the zombies? I, and, you know, chance of the world starting over again? Oh, I mean, you know, if, if it ever comes to zombie apocalypse, man, that'll probably be it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like you're going to lay down that. like a little dog and easy, roll on his easy, stomach. Easy, okay? It, it's different for everybody. We no, he's talking about his high-rise apartment, <laughs> throwing yeah, you know, rocks at people from down below. Listen, you know what would be All great? Right. Then when he runs out of food, he calls back. He's got he's got to go over this in his brain. He's gonna call back, okay. and he did call back. But but dude, then when he runs out of food, he's gone. What's left to live for? What am I doing? <laughs> there's no more. There's no more hot yeah. pockets. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, could you imagine being like in a high rise, and like, you know, zombies, or you see someone, you're like throwing rocks down at him. Hey. Excuse me. Excuse me. Will you get me some groceries and bring them up here? Dude. Okay. He lives in a high rise, right. plays well, the saxophone. Yeah, well, we, like on his balcony at night where all the ladies are. And by the way, that guy in that, what's his name? Uh, Schnozzy McSchnozenberg, the, <laughs> the guy, the, the piano. Oh, or uh, whatever it was. Oh, that guy uh, lived on a fucking potato. What? Remember the the movie with uh, Adrian Brody, where he was the, the he was being hit out by the by Nazi sympathizers or whatever, and he lived in that apartment, and he was like that guy lived on potatoes. I don't know. I don't know if I know what you're talking about, but potatoes are delicious. I think it's called the piano or something. Oh, the pianist. The pianist. Yeah, I don't watch that shit. But dude, the guy lived on. A bag of fucking potatoes for six months. Do you so know how much? Jake, do you know how much potatoes are? Suck it are up too in much? the zombie apocalypse. Let me They're ask you something. Thirty nine. I bought a. Let me tell you something though. In the zombie apocalypse, what do you think the chances are of you getting a burger dick? Zilch. <laughs> I know how much you love those. That's when I rage. Okay. Oh. You like the chicken dicks? I do. And I had a chicken and dick. That's today. when we rage. Yes, dude. Let me ask you something too, dude. Um, corn dogs. Even yeah. even if what we gonna try to get a corn dog and like roast it over an open fire because that's how you're gonna have to cook corn dogs, dude. You can't roast a corn dog over an open fire. Uh, yeah, I can. Let me I ask will, you something, dude. I don't have care you if it's ever have burnt. Have you ever what? killed something then ate it? No. Oh, I have done that before. And let me tell you something. Did you do like in uh, Red Dawn where you cut the heart out and smell the blood and drink a little cup? No, 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 no. Basically, we went rabbit hunting and we caught... Rabbits? Yeah. That's what you're going to get me Waska with. Waskawee rabbits. We, we, we went out with our... I guess fish. Well, oh, fish too. Okay, yeah, fish I guess is good. Fish are good. But I'll tell you what. You get fish and, and, you know, you have to cook that in the open fire out there. It's not as good as coming home with the seed, the, the lemon seasoning no. and stuff like that. You're going to have to get used to, used to like, like, like I said, this rabbit, we, we, I did this thing one time and yeah. it's a long story, but me and a couple of guys were like, you know, we're going to go out and survive. We're going to do this thing. Went out. Really? Yes. We caught a rabbit and we caught a bunch of rabbits and we skinned them and ate them. They yeah. don't taste very good. I mean, it tastes like meat. But sure. it doesn't taste like salty, but delicious But you guys meat. had pounded down a bag of fucking Cheetos. No, we brought nothing. We Sprite and no. Dr. No, Dr. Pepper. We went. had... We and had... We went, a, okay, no, serious, guys. No, serious. <laughs> no. All right, after we finished this fucking bag of Cheetos. No, we, we brought a backpack, going, dude. We took a backpack. Oh. We had nothing in it. We had no food in it. We had to live off the land for three days, and we did it. Wow. This was back in my younger days. I don't know if I could do it anymore because. That's crazy though. Well, it, you know, and the thing is, is it's, it's, uh, I mean, it didn't really count because in three days you could eat nothing. Yeah. In three days and still survive. But 
you know, we had we brought water. We brought like canteens of water. And but stuff the only thing I'm saying is that if you went three full days without eating anything, yeah. that rabbit you cooked on the open fire—that's a good point. Like it would taste delicious. Delicious treat. Because we went out, we caught, we caught so well. We killed some uh, t- some rabbits that first night. We ate them. It didn't taste very freaking good, dude. Yeah. You go three days without it. That, that's like, you know, that's a great one. Like Twinkies. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I Listen, wrong, dude? Three or, days. It's like it three days. Like fucking Twinkies. Three bro, days without a does. chicken dick. I'm looking at my friend saying, "I'm going to shoot you and eat yeah. your ass." Some life without foe. I I don't even want to know. Life. I, I don't. Foe. I don't even want to know what a life without foe is. Jake called in one last time. Jake the Snake back here again. Just as I hung up, it just came to me what I was going to talk about. Oh, good. Uh, um, it's about the latest cadaver indies. I want mm, you yeah. yes. to compliment you and the Krug. Like oh, you're the Krug. on that one as well. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I just freaking love Thanksgiving. It's so good. It's just bad. Uh, it's, it's like Troll 2 level. Bad is good that I want to watch it over and over right. again. You uh, watch it more than once. That's, it. that's a feat in and like, of itself. Of all the stupid shit. Like, oh, my dad suddenly has a turkey body. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely not a turkey. My dad's face, my dad's face on. What? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but I do want to say that I think you guys um, left out one of the best parts of the movie. Oh, dear. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, when we were introduced to the dad, then, you know, he's getting some wife. Uh, uh, oh, he had a problem. Some, <laughs> he had a little problem. Uh, he's getting some coffee from his wife. And she's like, this coffee tastes like shit. Did you drop producing it? And she's like, matter of fact, I did. I want a divorce. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We didn't want to. We didn't want to ruin the movie. That was probably one of the best oh, parts of the whole thing. But you uh, gave it to you. So there you go. I mean, you know, once I saw the, the first time I watched it, and that scene came up. I said, you know, see from tit in the very first. Shot of the movie yeah, wasn't enough. Are a little I mean, rough. once I saw that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna love this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, Johnny, get on that video. Yeah, yeah you know, get on the video, Johnny. Where's that at? Right. Yeah. Get to that. Kruger Nation. You've been called out, oh, Johnny. It's your time. That? <laughs> and I'm not talking about some across right. the scene, across the room. No. I'm talking about close up. Eat the banana, drink the Sprite, and the, like Jim Jones. Eat the bananas. <laughs> drink the Sprite and then give us what we need. Give us what we need. You know what we need? James calling in. James. Ermagersh. What's up, gang? This is James. <laughs> Not doing so good this week. It's been pretty shitty. I mean, I. You know what? I gotta pause it. Even what? though James just told us how shitty his week's been, Shane just told me a story about it. <laughs> how he had a friend whose mom would jack off his dog all the time, or else it would have had like a, a medical a permanent bo- perma boner. Yeah. It's like, well, that's interesting. You never wanted that little dog. It was a tiny little dog, but you never <laughs> wanted to be around it. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> boner, right? I mean, yeah. The big red part was hanging the out all the time. Like, oh, Jesus, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Take it to the vet. Uh, they jerk the dog off. Hey, everything's going to be fine. Dude, they should have got it neutered. Hey, 
you know. His name was Bryce Maris. The dog or your no, friend? No, that's my friend. Bryce Maris. He's a friend on my Facebook. Go Bring check that him up. up to him. Say, hey, man, uh, what about that dog you had with the boner that the mom took <laughs> your mom the jacket <laughs> off? And the, uh, oh, crap. Sorry, let's get we serious. We couldn't suck the balls anymore unless it was Ian at the Million Man March. <laughs> James had a bad week. Yeah. He's he never around so going to fuck with him royally. Anyway, would I want to become a survivor of the first wave of the outbreak? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Why? But who... I haven't wanted to put a bullet in someone's cranium, whether they're dead or undead. I mean, oh, I think there you go. That's, people are angry. Better to protect my family, permitting they make it yeah. through, which I'm pretty sure I know that they will. By the time this outbreak occurs, all the theaters and drive-ins will be running a double building of Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2. Trust me, when the zombies get anywhere near these theaters, they'll often sell rather... I can hear the anger in more pain and suffering of viewing those two piles of shit. And Chapter 2 isn't even out yet. I fucking hate Insidious. Oh, and wow. I, I don't even care. Okay. I didn't go so far as to say I'd rather beat the bishop with a roasty cheese grater. Oh. I tried really hard to be really? serious about this answer. Turns out I'm just too freaking high strung this week to do so. Yeah, he's pissed. Um, there's a couple week. other things I got a point, you know, get to here. I need to apologize to Aaron and Alan for the mix up on the whole GP episode, the Urban Dictionary fiasco. Oh, yeah, if you will, on, the, on the Facebook that, group. I thought it was going to be good, but it turns out. That's the least of our problems been going on the Facebook group. Lately. the editors of Urban Dictionary decided they wanted to reject it's like it. A because apparently it wasn't witty <laughs> enough for their stupid fucking site. But, you know, that's okay. One day they'll be begging to use it. That's At which right. point, GP will so eloquently tell them to go choke on a dick burger. <laughs> Sorry, GP, we'll have to search out other forms of marketing. I'll look into some patents and trademarks and things like that. <laughs> um, another thing, thanks for adding him, Dark Light, to the list. I think that it honestly will go good with the crow. I mean, both yeah. are dark and him, dark know, light, dark light, and, and the crow. I've Spice never heard King. that album. I'm not great a huge movie, great great album. What I was Seems like it fits. Before and after I would go through my chemotherapy, it just it seemed to I don't know make the sickness and the pain a little bit easier to deal with. As gay as it sounds, I love that band I, to death. I I can't get enough of them, whether good or bad CDs. I mean, they've had some pretty atrocious ones. Dark light, in my opinion, was Hymns back in black, they're oh, dry, right. I guess you could is say. It? Yeah. Hopefully the new CD is just as good, but I don't know, ever since the singers gotten off drugs and everything else, their CDs have kind of went to the wayside, I guess. And I know mm. that's cliche to say when that happens with fans, but any hardcore him fan would notice that after Dark Light, he decided to clean himself up. They've all kind of, I don't know, just not been really enjoyable, I guess you could say. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know Maybe. enough about him. No, you know, this also is my opinion. Oh, he got GP'd. And, of course, just as, I, as soon as I speak of GP, I get GP'd. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, maybe another one that could go on the list somewhere would be both of my Valentine. Any of their CDs up to fever? I'm yeah. not real sure. What I didn't really care for what I heard. I heard a couple songs. Them, but they're still worth listening to. I, I quite dig them. You know, they're a really decent band. Have you heard them? Now, you a big fan? I haven't heard a lot of it, so give me the album to do. I know there's affinity for Ian. Now, Shane, I need your help. It's kind of a serious situation. If you get any time in the near future, maybe in the next few hours or whatever, I need you to kind of, you know, if you can come up here 
You know, be a truck driving some bitch you get here as quick as you can. Billings, a, Montana. World somebody. Type expo in town, and he's been missing since they rolled into town, and his family's getting kind of worried. I'm getting kind of worried because, I mean, it's a Wilshire thing, and then he gets excited around those like he does. <laughs> he does. Oh, my God, just forget it. He ain't going to ever. He's just retarded anyway. <laughs> Mike, Come up, say, what you know, bitch? I've been some old Cadaver Lab episodes, yeah. and I've caught on to quite a few of the more recent to the end ones. Were you and Sam talk about Michael Chiklis' sweaty ass? Now, that in itself is kind of concerning as to why there's such a fetish about it. That <laughs> was Sam. Anything to do with Michael Chiklis is saying that. Now, that's fighting the words with me because I love Michael Chiklis. Mm. He was fucking badass in The Shield. Sure. The you Shield. Know, that's where I was thinking he was from. I haven't was watched like that new show, Vegas. But, yeah, Michael Chiklis, he's just, he's an all-around bald badass. And, I mean, Listen, he's bald. He's I awesome. He just says a sweaty ass. I never saw it. Sam did. Something to come and get along, but apparently you and Sam were too predisposed with this sweaty ass crack. If you want to talk about sweaty ass cracks, I mean, I, you know, he comes over next Thursday night. I'm sure I can get a picture of his sweaty ass. Cause it's always <laughs> if you do that, you're the fucking... <laughs> that just depends on where he's been and if we can even find him this week. So, I, guess I would even settle I'll for phony sweaty ass crack pictures <laughs> on the Facebook group. <laughs> like, look at me. Dude. I got a chickless ass. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about the whole Michael chickless. I've got a sweaty ass in my shorts. <laughs> it's been a little while. How did that break down, though? Was it that Sam saw him? Or yeah, I think he was going out to uh, in a real... he was traveling for work or something. Saw Chickless like up at the up at the airport something, and he saw his sweaty. He bent over to pick up his suitcase, and was I can't, I can't remember. I think I think it's like his sweaty ass was actually wet. sweating out on his pants and shirt and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweaty, dude. He looked like a sweaty guy. Well, you know, even what? with the shaved head and the shield, he was like, okay. <laughs> Sweat it up. Well, sure. Sweat up the crack, sure. you know? There's nothing wrong with it, a sweat. No, absolutely crack. not. Everybody dude. gets it. Sure. I mean, let's not lie. No. Everyone gets it. Any Anybody, it's kind of like that old adage, there's two types of dudes in this world, dudes that masturbate, and, and then dudes who lie about not masturbating. Exactly. Okay. There's dudes whose asses sweat, and dudes who like wear man purse to hide the uh, you know di- ma- male diapers. Right. So, you know. All you got to do is hit it with some toilet paper. <laughs> oh, or something. I mean, oh. it's, it's it's about presentation. Well, if listen, you have a you- sweaty ass crack, and you just go fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And everyone goes, "Hey, everybody in the entire mm, world sure, that sure. sees the back of this guy, he's got a sweaty ass crack." That's one thing. But if you go, "Hey, man, you know, I'm sweating it up, but I'm going to be courteous enough to." You know, well, here's the thing. Dab it with some. Here's paper. what I assume happened, dude. I think that that guy likes to go visit the lady boys in Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah. Did you know how long of a flight that shit is? If you're sitting in a chair that long, that's your ass true. is gonna sweat. You could, and that's reasonable. And that's, that's what just happened. He's on his way back from the you lady boys, and your ass is gonna be sweaty. What are but you gonna it, do? It, but, I mean, I don't think anyone called Michael Chiklis out and said, dude, you have a sweaty ass crack. But he could have said, dude, do you know how long of a flight exactly. I have been on? 
Inside. I sat there in a shitty fucking chair with a sweaty ass crack the whole fucking time. And Sam, Thank instead you of for bringing it out, instead of trying to understand what Chicklis is going through, he's Sam, like, oh my gosh, look, he's got a sweaty ass. I'm going to tell everybody. So Sam didn't even go up to go, hey man, where have you been? Was uh, it Arizona? Was it was was it twenty minutes? Or was sh- it three the, the correct thing days? he should have done is said, listen, is there a reason why your ass is this sweaty? Because if not, I'm going to waste you. But if so, I'm going to leave you alone. He doesn't know. I'm giving you the compliment. It's like the I'm break giving dance. you the benefit of the doubt. It's sure. like the break dance. You bust your moves, and then you give him the point over to go, bang, it's your turn. <laughs> now, either deliver, but you're you're offering that up to them. Right. I'm Deliver or be cut down. And that's what he decided. He and didn't even give Sam him the common didn't courtesy go, didn't even give of the pointing over to him. Son of a bitch. We got one more voicemail. Chris Morrissey of Utah, Jesus and Slaves. Here we go. Here we go. Mike and Shane, sexy motherfuckers, how you doing? It's Mr. Uh, Morrissey of Utah. I missed you. Jesus and Slaves. I uh, had to call in. I called. I got... I got cock-blocked by the internet. I called in a couple weeks ago, left a message, started to upload it through oh. your, your speak pipes. Sure. And walked away, came back three hours later, and it only uploaded 98% of it. So Oh, that's a cock-block. I got right cock-blocked by the internet. The internet is a mean bitch. Cheap feed or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> by the speak pipe. Oh. And I realized that I need to call in halfway through your shows because... After three hours of listening to you motherfuckers <laughs> blabber on about shit, I forget what I wanted to say. Plus, the you have little and, will and, to uh, live. Confused. Yeah, true that. And feeling a little bit spent and a little bit taken <laughs> advantage of. A, lo- a little bit uh, raped. Can't raped, say I blame raped. you, Christopher. Is that, a, is that a feeling you can have? I yes. Felt, I feel raped, raped after yeah. listening yeah. to I'm your podcast. Every... But anyway, I gotta say, Mike. Yo. Natural Born Killers is fucking awesome. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen a lot. It's long a great time. movie. Did I say it's Oliver Stone's hit or miss? I don't fucking remember. whatever. Director's politics, unless you're talking Michael Moore. Oh, F Michael people Moore. People that are blatantly trying to shove an agenda down your throat. Right. From the left or the right, I don't really care for it. You know? Which brings me to the discussion on God Bless America. And Mike, this might surprise you, but I tend to agree with you. I liked the movie I thought the, the the throwing the baby in the air and oh, it's funny. had some cool shit in it sure. but after uh, just somebody getting all it has a really holier than thou kind oh, of yes. absolutely. my thoughts are better than your thoughts yes. kind of bullshit to it which Agreed. I enjoyed from you know George Carlin has a lot of that shit yeah, George okay, Carlin makes fun of me I'm going to say something, though. There's a difference between the brilliance of George Carlin and freaking Bobcat. And I'll I'll tell you why. Well, Bobcat in this instance. Yeah. Because George Carlin, number one, was a funny piece of shit. He was hilarious. Yeah. But the thing is, is... He he I mean he would talk and he would do his comedy stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing is is he had really super like he would really be able to back it up and you'd be like you know what? I don't know if I agree with your premise, but I see where you're coming from, man. Right. Whereas Bobcat was like, hey, listen to all you little people down there. You're all a bunch of pieces of shit. I'm going to preach, blah, blah, blah. There you yeah. go. I 
I'm a white dude who wears a baseball cap backwards. And George Carlin makes fun of me. And I think sure. it's funny. I am too. But he kind of spreads out the shit in the, and it's not it's not preachy it's for the sake of comedy where he's smart too god bless america it it, it basically right. said yeah. every american is a piece of shit right and then didn't give you any kind of alternative as to how you could fix it or i mean it was just i, I gotta agree with you it was preachy i liked it i enjoyed watching it i probably won't ever watch it That's again a, yeah. And I like Bobcat Goldwing, but it it went, I don't know, it, it wasn't that great. It wasn't worth watching again. And well, it was worth a worth free watch on Netflix, right? piece of shit yeah. for I wearing my baseball hat backwards, and then I deserve to die. I wear baseball hat backwards, too. Being a fucking yeah, consumer yeah. of goods. I consume your podcast. I consume fucking computers and fucking apps and all that shit, and I fucking love it. I love yep. technology. I love convenience, and I'm not a piece of shit for it. Nope. I also love real things, the people in my life, and fucking great horror movies, and you sexy motherfuckers. <laughs> Have I told you guys that? I love I you guys. I love you, dude. Either way, this guy's hot. Hollywood can suck a dick if they're going to try and tell me what they think, and so I can totally you guys. So, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. So basically, that applies to everyone, which, you know what, to be honest with you, I totally agree. People are going to say what they've got to say, and that's great. You don't, you, you know, you don't have to listen to it. You can if you want. But you know what? It's all up to the individual. I'll never forget. There, can I go off a little bit? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yes. There was it. one. There was one time. There were a couple of dudes who were like going off about something on Twitter. Okay. And I just like, oh, I don't really feel like watching this anymore, or, or you know, seeing what they're saying because uh, first of all, it, it pisses me off a little bit. Second of all, I don't really give a shit what these mother. Freakers have to say, right? Oh, you see what I did there? Okay, yeah, I see but, you. You're boiling there. But they came back with some kind of, oh, this is a free speech. Oh, you, you don't, you don't like free speech because you don't have want to listen to us. I said, no, you're still saying it. You know what? I don't care what you have to say. I don't have to ingest it. I think that's what it is with these things, with with, with the movies, with the music, and whatever. It's a choice. They can yeah. say whatever they want. I don't have any problem with Bobcat uh, wanting to say what he has to say. I really don't. I don't sure. have a problem with Rage Against the Machine saying what they've got to say. I really do not have a problem with it. The thing is, is I don't have to. I don't have to listen to it. Sure. That is the beauty yeah. of the whole freedom shit. The okay. nice thing about it for me is that I like to see the other side. What, 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 you know, you know, it's keep your friends close, your enemies close. Oh, am I your enemy, dude? No. Oh. Well, no, you're not. We totally disagree on a lot of things. Absolutely. But I love you for who you are. Well, I'm, I, yeah. I agree. You're a good person, even, even, even if you disagree. Even though I'm wrong. No, no, I wasn't going to say well, that. I, I was just throwing that in for <laughs> yummy yummies. Sure. But, you know, I haven't seen that movie. I don't know what it's about. I do not know. And, I, and you know, I'm with We Chris. can agree to disagree. But Absolutely. places like Facebook and places like Twitter, that where is, it is a nonstop, nonstop, just anyone can say, I love black dicks. And you can go, well, I, sir, uh, even though I'm your friend, I do not like black dicks. Not that they're black, but I don't like dicks. Sure. Or I don't like sure. this, you know, so sure. anyone can put anything up and you either got the choice to get on there and read it. And mm -hmm. if you're in there, you're in there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in that big, uh, juicy flow of Twitterism, yeah, yeah you're yeah. gonna hear shit that you don't like, and, and that by you the do way, like, and by the way, I'm gonna blow everybody's mind right now. I'm gonna blow everybody's mind right now. Oh, and this is gonna, this is people are gonna be like, oh, no, shit, oh, what? If somebody unfollows you on Twitter, yeah, that doesn't mean they don't like you. As a that doesn't mean that they think you're sh- you should not be insulted right by people who don't they just don't want to hear your day-to-day rambling sure you know, i didn't even know the the blockage thing worked dude there there are people on twitter there 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 are people on twitter i don't follow not cuz i don't like them but because they don't because the the way they act on Twitter is not the way that I know them. They act in real life. I love yes. them in real life. Yeah. On Twitter, they're a certain way. I don't care for it. And this could be anything from saying stupid shit and mean stuff to just being depressing. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. There's enough shit in this life to be depressed about. I don't really, I can't, I don't know if I can handle everybody's depressing shit. People, that is the truth. Don't be offended if people don't follow you on Twitter sure. because they still like you in real life potentially. That's potentially, I just blew yeah. everybody's mind. That is a mind blower. <laughs> yeah, you did that. That makes total sense. I know. I'm just saying. if you're if you're reading something all the time, you're like, man, I know who you well, are. And it also seems like people get like, obsessed uh, about a certain thing, like 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 uh, you know they'll they'll get obsessed about something that maybe you you disagree on. And you're just like, holy shit, I am just tired of seeing about this. And that doesn't mean you don't like that person, man. Yeah. It's just it's just Twitter, it's about people. it's yeah exactly. All right. And as fast as you put it up is as fast as I can go, you know what? I don't dig that. I'm no. going to go ahead and block that out so I don't have to read it because Be- I don't agree with it. And here's the thing. It's not that I don't necessarily want to have this discussion with you. It's not that I don't want to share ideas. It's that, you know what? Life is a hard mother effer, dude. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to add things to make it harder or negative or whatever on top of the stupid shit I got to deal with on a day to day. If somebody, you know, people out there, they've got their moment. They're like, F and F and F and F and GDF it. Fuck this or whatever, you know, and you can, you can look at it or not look at it, but you know what? It doesn't mean that you're like, you know, hey, here's a news flash for all you Facebookers out there that uh-huh. are just like uh-huh. freaking out about the world. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've noticed on Twitter and Facebook, they go, well, this guy and this guy and this guy just unfriended me. It's like, you know what? It's yeah. just because you're a whiny turd exactly. and I don't want to see it. You know what? That doesn't, that doesn't, that could mean nothing more then somebody's having a bad day and they don't want to put up with your shit and that you're in their feed you know Indeed. there's i've got i've got a th- i follow like 1500 people i got like 500 friends i follow like 1500 oh yeah i get all sorts of weird shit in there and i go hey that's kind of funny <laughs> sure and then i go what the hell's this guy there's a suicide note in one of these oh, i'm wow. i'm going to blow my fucking brains out any minute now and I'm like, oh Jesus! I'm not going to retweet that for sure. No, you know. Can, in, in one last thing, okay, there have been a lot of people who, like, especially lately, you know, we're just done with the, 
you know, with the presidential election stuff like that. Yeah. They're like, can you be friends with people who disagree with you? I think the answer to that is, oh, yes, you can. Yes, yes. You can be friends with people who disagree with you religiously, politically, whatever. Totally. As long as you have that personal respect. The problem is online, people don't show it. Not because, because, well, it's not that they don't show respect, but they're just not, they're not, you know, I, somebody doesn't think, oh, well, Mike read this, so I'm not going to, Mike, Mike might read this, so I'm not going to put this. Right. It's just, right. they put whatever. It's like, you know what? I still think in real life, me and you, we're going to talk. We're going to, you yeah. know, it's going to be interesting stuff. But on Twitter, I just, I just have too much going on in my life. Whatever. We went off on that a little Twitter bit. Twitter should give us money for as many times as we said Twitter. <laughs> Dude. So what about the question of the episode, man? What, where are you coming down? Dude, I'm coming down as, I like, well, I like to think of myself as like a Michonne. Ooh. Kind of character, like a, like I'm, like I'm a hot a, black lady. Uh, yeah, that, and mm. that I stand alone. That I sure. think I could sure. live on my own. But you know, I'd want to survive that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'd want to, especially. There's no doubt about it. If you got kids, you're like, oh, we yeah. would survive. Yeah, because I'm the the man of the right. But I mean, there's that bigger character involved. That right. one that I don't think that I'm the guy that goes, hey, everybody. This giant group of people, right. here's what I do. But I like to think that I'm a capable person to go, sure. I'll bash some shit and I'll, <laughs> I'll, you know, and I'll, as long as we're for the greater good, I'll take it. So I'd want to survive. Now I'm going to get a little sentimental on you. Okay. Lovely. Now, and you mentioned a little bit, I'm a dad. Okay. Yes. I'm a husband and a father. Yes. There, I totally would want to be there for my kids. Yeah. But let's, let me ask you something. What happens if during the zombie apocalypse, your wife and your kids all get overtaken? I'm still, I'm still going, let's go. All right. But the thing is, is all I'm saying right then is that's going to be a tough situation because everything you know, everything you love is lost and it's going to be a hard. However, what I'm saying is, is I want to survive, not necessarily for the same reason. I think Alan came up with a great reason because it's like, you don't have to deal with shit anymore. You know, you don't have to deal with bosses. You don't have to deal with all that right. stuff. But the thing is, is it's like, what? There is so much potential for what could happen. What you know? could what come? If you can hold on for X amount of days, X amount of puzzles. months or yeah. years. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be hard and I'm, you know, whatever, but I'm just saying that I could not, I could not give up. Turn up the belly and just stand be, there. Just because that one chance that one little sliver of hope yeah you know but i honestly think that my kids and my wife would would live because they're tougher than i am and you know it's funny because uh you know i mean we have the food storage we have the we have the we we have the ammo storage in my basement and stuff like that and it's like i keep asking my wife i'm like so what what, is this for the zombie apocalypse she just laughs it off and whatnot yeah I don't know, man. I, I, I just cannot get, I, there's part I'm of it just that you dude. can't give it. Have you ever seen The Road? I have seen that movie. That is depressing as mother F and F. And the de- most depressing part of that uh-huh. is that there's no nothing. Right. The trees are not, they don't, they're not bloom. There's no, nothing right. to grow. There's right. nothing to, it's like scavenging till the last of the last right. of the last. Right, right, right. That's, I don't know. I don't know where you go. That's that may be what it is. I think you just go and go and go until you don't go. And I think and here's in in this I'm not talking personally right now, but what I'm saying is is that I think that 
in the beginning, I would say, you know, there's got to be hope. There's got to be something we're working for. But I wonder seriously what happens a couple of years down the road when you've, when you've had nothing but bleak, like, Life when you've had nothing but you're killing zombies. That's, that's got to wear on you, man. You're not only fighting zombies, but you're fighting other groups of humans who are all out for the same thing. They're not necessarily evil. They're just out there trying to survive. Trying to survive. It's like Lob the Jungle, baby. That is it. How much of that can you take? I don't know. I don't even... It's funny because I asked this question for the episode, but I don't even know if there's a good answer for that. I don't, I don't know so. if anybody's going to be able to say, yeah, it's easy to say right now, oh, shit, yeah, I'm going to kick some freaking zombie ass. I'll you know? tell you what, though. What? If you're Mike in the zombie apocalypse uh-huh. and you see your family go down or you or something like that, you are a zombie-killing motherfucker. I, well, the thing right is... Right from this, that point on, you're like, ugh. I mean, sure. you've got, you've but got what that happens, built up. What happens Ugh. a week later after you're like, after it hits you, after you're like, my wife and my kids are gone. What happens in, yeah. I have, what do I have to live for? When you start asking yourself questions like that, I don't know, man. That what if you tough. get to that next plantation and you meet this girl and she's like, man, oh, I lost my family too. Yeah, I'm not dealing with women anymore. All right. They're hard to deal with. I don't know. It's uh, an unanswerable. <laughs> yeah, you can't. No, it, it, it is. Like, hey, I'm just here for the party, man. And then I got to get out, that, uh, jump the fence, what? kill some zombies. It, it's just so on. unpredictable. I'll tell you what, though. Provided my family all survives, I am living to to protect those people. Yeah. I am doing that as much as as long. I mean, and listen. My problem is is that I'm not a survivalist. And yeah. you know what? The, I'm going to get my the, ass kicked. A good night's sleep. Oh, would be, yeah. you know, no shower, no nothing. Oh, just, your balls are going to be gross. Want, You're not going to get a blowjob. Especially if you're with your family. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, these motherfuckers on a car trip and everything else. Right, I'm dragging right, them along right, right. to the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I just want a good night sleep. Sure. I, it's just, I don't, there's so many what ifs when it comes to kind of looking at what's going on. It's yeah. it's a hard question to answer, man. It's like I think under most circumstances I would want to live, but there are a few, dude, sure. where I would just be like, I am out. Yeah, peace, see ya. But I, you know, I don't know if I could go the I don't slow know I, tearing apart of zombies or anything. It'd have to be like, uh, what does anyone have any like uh, you know, codeine or anything like that? <laughs> I'm gonna you know, overdose. Like, you know, Who knows? You can't just throw your arms in the air and go, I'm going to let these zombies have me. Right. You know, you just no, got to go, good. oh, Jesus. This is, I mean, it, it's, ah, this that's is an intense one. This has been, yeah, this is kind of a maybe, it's funny because I asked it last week, you know, I brought it up and then as I'm thinking about it this week, I'm like, I don't even know if I can answer this because there's so many what ifs, there's so many different situations that could happen. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if I can say unequivocally, yeah, no matter what, I'm going to stay alive. I'm going to do what I... Because the thing is, is once yeah. all hope is lost, if, if there comes a point where all hope is lost, I don't know, man. Yeah. that's it's. I just watched The Dark Knight again. Oh, yeah. It's like that prison, man. Yeah. The only reason it's the worst is because there's hope. Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay, we just went off. Love it. I've got a way easier question for this next coming up episode. Uh, thank God. No man. doubt. Alan, in and out. I got sweat in my ass crack right now. <laughs> well, don't let it, don't let Sam see it because he's going to post yeah, it on the internet and shit and you're going to get wasted. Go dab it in a minute. Uh, okay, so Alan, in and out. Alan Easterling gave us this question. Yes. 
you know, people say if you're a horror fan, you should see this movie or that movie. Hey, I'm a horror fan. You should see this. You should see that. Have you seen that? You know, uh, the question is, though, even if it's a quote unquote classic of the genre, what are some classics that you don't like or don't think they should be considered a classic? Oh, so there's a good, it's a little bit easier. It's a little less soul searching of a question. No no shit. Okay. Awesome. So there you go. Oh, I, I put the iPad away too quick. Let me mention the, the, uh, the, 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 the new bone phone number. Yeah. We got, uh, 385-351-9273. That is 385-351-9273. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to listen to some ghoul town. Ghoul town, baby. Give more rope. Bitch. And here you go. It's some old shack behind the woods where no one ever goes. But a soul will rest in the devil's arms because no one really knows. I got a fist. Full of demons. I got some boots. Made of lead. The grave may cool my running bones. But it won't cure my head. Summer moon, destined to die, bonfire 
also find this lovely band on Last FM. Ooh. And Reverb Nation, and they've got a Facebook page, too. Oh, really? You know what? They've got a great website, too. Can I just say that before we start? Yeah, they do. A lot of the bands that we do on this show, their their websites are kind of lacking. These yeah. guys have their shit together as far as their website goes. They do. I mean, they had a good web designer. There's no doubt. Yes, about they that. did. And, and it's easy. You can see videos, tunes, whatever. I'm going to go ahead and, and sit back and let you do your thing, Shane. Give them more rope. 2002. There's 16 tracks. Um, I didn't get the length of the album. Do you know that, Baby Bear? I do not know that. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. Yes. On Angry Planet Records, which I believe is their own print. Oh, cool. I'm not quite sure of okay. that. Ghoul Town is a horror punk slash gothabilly band from Texas specializing in a mix of grunge, garage punk, psychobilly music, and really? uh, dark, you know, they got the dark, horrifying lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these guys are a niche band, like we spoke of with grave robber absolutely because they have this zombie undead cowboy yeah they do spaghetti western they kind of have the south the taste of the southwest a little bit of of i like the sound of that dude you know what you know what taste of the south southwest (laughs) just like paste picante sauce but but dude as i'm listening to this i'm thinking to myself you know and and yeah they may be niche but the thing is is these guys are southwest horror punk uh, I would say cowboy punk of the undead. Yes, totally. Yeah, that absolutely. is absolutely perfect. The band formed sometime around 1998-ish. Oh, okay. So that's quite a while. And released their first EP, uh, Boots of Hell. In 1999? In 1999. Cool. Um, they have released other... Uh, look at me. I, I wrote like a retard. <laughs> they have done released other things. <laughs> They They've been, been on four compilations. Uh, their songs were used in a movie called American Nightmare, a little slasher. Oh, no. Is it American Nightmare? Is that the documentary or a different one? I think it's the slasher because oh, they I had don't, I don't it know down as the slash slasher. Okay. I don't know. Um, you know, their lyrics are kind of dark and oh, yeah. country-esque. Y'all Spaghetti Western. Is like, <laughs> yeah, right. That That's Ennio Morricone. Um, you know, we're talking about this album. What are you, what are you thinking about it? First of all, I got to say a couple things about this band. They, they, they fill a niche, like you said. I don't know if, uh, here, here's the difference. You said they're a niche band. I think it's much different than the Ghoul Town. Uh, or no, I'm Grave sorry. Robber. Grave Absolutely Robber. agree with because you. Because Grave Robber's all Christian y. These guys are just straight up Southwestern horror punk. And, you know, so I mean, that, 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 that takes a lot of the, uh, basically they're a different band than anybody the, the, that we've band, ever done. Yeah. This band is horror punk. They're goth. Without a doubt. Without they a doubt. Are, they've got the undead look. They're but dressed like cowboys, but they are the absolute end of the spectrum. Completely yes. different than them. Because they, these guys have the tongue in cheek. They do. They enjoy what they're doing. Yes. It's like, look, we're a band dressed as fucking undead cowboys. Right, right. So, well, and all I of their album think, art and all of their art on their website's just like that. It has like exactly. the, the, the skull old west type of theme and stuff like that. And you know what? I mean, and, and this is 
these guys are unlike any band that I've ever really been into. Have you ever seen uh, Ghost Rider, the first one? <laughs> you know, it yeah. kind of reminds me of of music that comes from that movie. And the movie, I don't know if it was good or not, whatever. But it was that old deserty cowboy. Sure. It type. was a shit movie, but I like the scenery. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. and that's exactly right. The scenery is perfect. It, that that's a great. Uh, explanation of that because the thing is, I mean, these guys have a sound unlike any band, not only that we've ever done on this show, but it's like very, I don't know that I've ever heard a band like these. I mean, these guys, they, they brought in the kind of like the, the Mexican trumpet. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, they had that, they, they mixed that with kind of whatever. But the thing I like about this album is they tell a lot of stories in their music. Yeah. You know, with every song, they tell a whole different story. And it's really super, like, hilarious and fun. And that's, exactly. and that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's totally tongue-in-cheek. They enjoy what they're doing. Apparently, Absolutely. Johnny Krug has oh. run into these guys at the uh, Texas Nightmare. Texas, oh, yeah, Texas Frightmare. Frightmare. Cool. And he says they're kind of pretentious jerk-offs. No way, really. And I want to plea to these guys. I want to say, hey. Uh-huh. Don't be pretentious. If you're pretentious, don't be jerky. Yeah, that's funny because these guys, these guys are unlike any. Uh, listen, it's easy to be a, a ripoff of a band that's hot. Like remember Plan Nine in their yeah. uh, Misfitty and stuff like that. It's you know you've got basically an established sound that you know people like because you know it's not much of a risk because you know people love the freaking Misfits. Right. These guys don't have that luxury. These guys sound completely different. Yeah. You think that they be, and they're not big. I mean, it's not like, no. if these guys were huge, if these guys were like, you know, uh, you know, a Megadeth or a Metallica or a Pantera or something like that, you'd be like, okay, maybe they're dicks. But the thing is, is they're yeah. not, they don't have that, man. I mean, this is the first I've even ever heard of them. And I will say this about this band is that they are the, I mean, I, I'm a horror punkin. Yes, you I are. Mean, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a guy that, Kind of keeps in touch with what's going on. Yes, in the, you are in the know. You know? You're you're horror punkin. I and like that. and I, you know, for years I thought they were broke up. And oh, then really? as I'm researching for this album, I'm going, whoa, these guys are. They just played last year. I really? mean, these guys are playing all the time. Uh-huh. You know, so apparently they're not broke up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for the most part, it's like they have been real undercover. Oh, I really? mean, other than I guess playing all the the horror conventions or whatever. Okay, all right. I've never heard much about this. You know, band. it's I they gotta tell you, their shit very good. It really bums me out that that Johnny Krug said that. Not not Johnny Krug's fault, but I mean, I'm sure because Johnny Krug is a, is a horror, is a frightmare. You know, Texas Frightmare, every year he goes down yeah. there and he meets a lot of people. And, and you know what? I, I really have a lot of respect for what he said, who, who he says. Like, I met these guys and they're freaking awesome. Like, he met the guys from Father's Day and whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, that's amazing. He said they were awesome guys. The thing is, is this band kind of, I mean, I really, I, okay, I'll, I'll spoil it. I loved this album. I thought yeah. it was really cool because, because it was so different, because it's like the whole Southwest thing. Because they've got those mariachi trumpets. It's a different change of pace. And I love the trumpet. And I will go ahead and say they're probably the only band besides Crypt Keeper 5 that have the the horns. 
And you know, and the thing is, is even even Crypt Keeper Five, even though they have the horns, that's a whole different type of music than than these guys. These guys sure. took like the, you know, it, the, the, like I said, it, 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 it's a bummer because it's like if they are really douches, these guys have a real good vibe. They have a, I mean, not only the music, but I mean, I, I you go to their website and you can see them live stuff like that, and it's like really solid stuff. It's really cool. It's something that I can see myself really enjoying. You know, heading out to sea. Now, if they're dicks, I—that's oh, a problem. Well, it could be just one man, dude. When you get a good look at those crystal eyes, yeah. If you're the if you're the singer for Ghoul Town, and you're rolling your chords up and crystal eyes, good looking <laughs> sure. crystal eyes are sure. staring at you. You're not, you know, if if he was sure. good looking crystal eyes lady. He'd sure. be like, well, hey, baby. That, you know, He's not pretentious point. then. Because they have a, this band has a release in 2012. We're talking about a 2002 album. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't get a lot of chance to go through the rest of their, their, uh, you know, their catalog, but I did go through some of it. And I, there were some really solid tunes, dude. Yeah. I mean, the only reason we I picked this album to do was because it was the first biggie that they okay. did. They had the uh-huh. EP out. And this is the one that I had. Oh, and okay. I knew, um, God, what was the song? The first song. Um, Fistful of Demons. I got Fist, Fist. Fistful of Demons. Full that was the first song. Demons. Surprisingly, that was not after I really researched this album for the uh, podcast. That's not my favorite tune on there. No, I agree. I totally agree. But, I mean, I enjoy this band. Oh, I, I hope they get over their attitudes. Well, okay. For God's sakes. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm coming down on a buy on this. Same here. But the, here's the thing. I'll tell you, and here's why, because in this day and age, it may, it is difficult to be unique. It really, really is. Everybody tries to find their gimmick. Everybody tries to find their gimmick. These guys seem to have found that gimmick, but not, it's not just a gimmick to them. It is the way they play their music. It is them. Yeah. In essence, this if I have to come down on any kind of a stinky in this on uh-huh. this album uh-huh. or with their entire sound, and I was really enjoying, um, oh shit, life after sundown. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you know, and they've got a really cool video for that too. But I, it would be that sometimes the vocal is I, I want to see it animated. I mean that that those songs, Agreed. those lyrics and everything should be going and I took that dirty bitch out you okay. know just really give it to me. And I overact it. I also noticed it. that the guy doesn't have the range yeah. that sometimes the music demands. And that like like you said that is probably my big Oh, you know what? This is great, except for a couple of times. There's this, yeah, and that. That maybe, but I totally agree with you. Like a more of a storyteller as opposed to just a singer, yeah, type of exactly. Because, but yeah. that's how their songs are. I mean, these guys tell a story with. I mean, even like my, one of my favorite songs, "Dirty Sanchez." Oh, it's so funny. And just sometimes it would be funny. He just took it over the top, and you it's can't out of Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, go crazy, dude. Yeah. 
you can't write a song like that and go, I'm, I'm just, you know, what the fans are, I'm, you know, I'm being serious here. Man. Right. No, like, you can't. You just got done playing Dirty Sanchez. Right. And it's everything that right. you think that Dirty Sanchez is in the song. Can I, can I tell you one thing? Yeah. Do you know what me. the one person who I kept envisioning as I'm listening to this song is, uh, oh my gosh, I just, I, I can't, oh my hell, I just, I, Danny Trejo. Johnny Sanchez. I kept, as they were telling the stories of this song, I yeah. kept in, envisioning that Danny yeah, Trejo it would make was the star of every one of these stories, yeah. and I loved it. You gotta look at these guys' vibe. I mean, live, you know, as I'm looking at these videos, they've got the paint, they've got the, the, the costumes, they've yeah. got that look and feel, and it's, it, to me, it's really good. And they've got this sound that's so unique. Well, you know, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily unique, but it's punk. And, you know, they, they, they add a lot to it with the, with the Southwestern vibe. I've said it a hundred times. I don't mean to keep repeating myself. And that is so rare to yeah. say, okay, well, here these guys are horror punk, psychobilly type things. But you know what? They're unlike any gothabilly, psychobilly band you've heard. The only thing that would make this band better is if they really have, like, I mean, what what I would see happening if I saw them live. Because uh-huh. honestly, if they just get up there and jam right for thirty minutes, I'm I'm worn by about thirty's good. Thirty right. thirty forty minutes absolutely. Is good. But if they put on like if they took like their their latest album, Life After Sundown. Okay. And they did an entire story sure. while they played through it. it. Showed the video screens in the back and stuff like that. Even if it was live on stage, would be fantastic. And you know what? I don't know if I could take more than 30 or 40 You minutes. hit the nail on the head with that because even right here, I have it in my notes on my iPad right now. They uh, basically have the trumpets are amazing. They add the horror punk type thing to you know that driven dum 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 you know type thing with the which is the whole Southwest thing. Yeah. My only problem is, is it started to wear on me yeah. after a few listens because I really went to I loved this album. The first time I threw this on, I was like, yes, I want to love this album. Yeah, yeah. This album is amazing. The problem I have though. Is it after a while, you know, after, and I listened to this more than probably I listened to a lot of the other bands that we do. I was just like, okay, I, yeah. I kind of feel like I've, they've kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of tired of it, but they're a great second band to oh, okay. the headliner. You know what I mean? Uh, well, the thing Unless is, they've got you the throw these songs boom. in. Sure. You throw these songs in on a playlist. Yes. And every time they come on, you're going to be like, yes. Oh, Dirty Sanchez. That's in my, that's in my. Oh, yes. And I got to add these to the best of Corpse Cast Spotify thing. But I'll tell you what. Do you ever have a, have a, like a, like a a playlist that you're listening to and you're like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for this song. So let's skip it. Sure. You know, whatever. But I'll tell you what. Every time these guys came on that and a little bite at a time, I am stoked as shit to listen to these guys. Over and over, uh, got a, it wore a little bit, it wore me down a little bit is what I'm saying. I mean, the album is solid. It's grooving. It sounds good. I like the Mexican trumpets. And you know what? They use it in a lot of different ways. They use it in high, happy, fun times and they use it in dark, like creepy times of the song too. There's no real down points other than if they're pretentious assholes, stop it. 
Stop being pretentious ass. I I would like to. I wish the singer had a little bit more range. I thought he. I would like I to see him more dramatic okay. and going. You son of a bitch! And I took own down this. the road and I, own, own that. It. Own that. Own it. Yeah, I like absolutely. That. Uh, what's your favorite tunes? I've got a I've got a list here. Um, Fistful of Demons, which is the one they kick it off right, with after the right. intro. Dirty Sanchez, Return of the Living Dead, which has a great little dark and creepy vibe, a little bit different than the rest of it. Hang Me High. Uh, there's one song that has no vocals, but uh, has great music called Smoke Break, which I just oh, love. Yeah. I think that would be a perfect song for like a, a like a like I said. I mean the whole. Western horror, you know, yeah. whatever. I, I, you know, these are so great. I'm listening to them and I'm hearing them in my head going, that is a great tune. Dragging your bones. And, you know, and the thing is, like you said, I mean, it, it's hard to say, oh, well, this song sucked or whatever, because it didn't, they don't really have any stinkers on this. But the thing is, is sometimes it just became too much for me. Yeah. It just, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you just, you, you listen to it long enough. You're like, all right, let's move on to something. Absolutely. And that, and then I think that's perfect. Um, uh, my favorite tunes, Fistful of Demons, because I loved, uh, Dia de los Muertos, Dia but it's nowhere stands up. De los no, Muertos. That's Resurrex, right. and that will always right. rain. Yes. That's the I Dia totally de los Muertos I song. I totally agree. Resurrex always does that. No. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, yes. Dirty Sanchez. Dude, there's one there's one line in that where he's like, he always leaves his mark on his lover's yeah. face. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, yeah. that's naughty. They're not here to preach or do anything no, they're not. else. They're out to have a good time. Dress like undead cowboys and say hey dirty I need a band like next song is dirty sanchez is absolutely uh, beautiful <laughs> um it's all on spotify yep. you can enjoy every bit of it on there uh i was checking out uh Bur- bury them deep uh mm-hmm. from 2006 and uh-huh. life after sundown i'm really digging that album from 2008 i i give this album a buy because i'm giving it by the problem is, is i would buy this because i need to have it around i would listen to it sparingly though because yeah. it does wear on you a little bit but it's something that i will go back to over and over and over yeah you know and that but that's the thing i love this album i thought it was great i wish the lead singer had a little bit more range and maybe like sure but it was not like, a great point it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't like it was like, oh, this guy. He you know, can't hit just, that. No, no. It's just like it would have been great if he could have been a little bit more dynamic on this part or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And But you bring up a good point where if he's telling a story to be really into it. Oh, you know? yeah. If you're talking about Dirty Sanchez, you're Dirty just going. Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that's all I've got. Cool. I do have a trivia challenge. All right, let's get into that. You know, baby, what? baby doll angel. Yeah. Uh-huh. With all this cowboy horror punk shootouts, bang bang, spaghetti <laughs> westerns. Sure. You know it, man. <laughs> you know it made it got my brain to thinking. Okay, all right. So I decided that the trivia challenge is going to be about someone who gets shot. What? Shot with a gun. Okay. <laughs> in in the. In the face, or maybe not in the face, but people that got shot. Okay, all right. Songs. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's I'm going to ask you to not. People like to play along. Uh, of course, so. of course. Okay, okay so I'll try to hold back. I'll hold back. You can give me the googly eyes, like oh, I know, I know, okay. I know what's going on. All right, okay. all right. So number one, they say 
that when this young lady was arrested, they found him underneath the train. But I will tell you the man, well, he had it coming. Because when this young lady got a hold of a gun, he was never, ever going to be the same. Do you know what that is? Jeannie got a gun. Turn up the radio. All right, baby. Yeah, you got that one. One for one. That was an easy one. Sure, that was easy. All right, we'll take it first. I don't think you're going to get this one. Oh, dear. Let's check it out. And I almost did all these to the lyrics of the song. Okay. So. Out on the streets, I'm stalking the night. I can hear my heavy breathing. Paid for the kill, but it doesn't seem right. Something there I can't believe in. Voices are calling from inside my head. I can hear them. I can hear them. Vanishing memories of things that were said. Oh, man. They can't try to hurt me now. Oh, dude, sing it. Can you give me one bar? Can you give me one bar? I can't do that because I'm going to go into full karaoke mode. Dude, just give me one bar. One bar. Because I totally recognize those. I cannot put my finger on it. Out on the streets. I'm stalking the night. I can hear your heavy breathing. Paid for the kill, but it doesn't seem right. Something there I can't believe. Shot in the dark, Ozzy Osbourne. This is a calling from inside the head. I can hear him. Yeah, you got it. Turn up the radio. Okay, shot in the dark, baby. Sweet oh. action. So you're two and two. <laughs> I thought I'd, I would, for some reason I was thinking you wouldn't get that. Okay, all right. Shot in the dark. One step away from you. Okay, here we go. Maybe this one. This, okay. this might okay. be your downfall. Oh, dear. All right. Got to get down to it. Soldiers are cutting us down. Should have been done long ago. What if you knew her and found her dead on the ground? Oh, man. How can you run when you know? That's it? Yeah. That's it. I need a bar on this I've one got, too? I've got a hint. Okay, okay. Tin soldiers, Nixon's coming. We're finally on our own. This summer I hear them drumming for dead in Ohio. Dude, that doesn't even ring a bell to me. Dude, I'm getting my ass kicked here. I'm feeling really, like, feeling really... The hint is ten soldiers and Nixon's coming. I don't You're know. Finally, on our own. This summer, I hear the drumming for dead in Ohio. Ohio, right? Right. Yeah. Ohio. Oh man, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. You taking the poo on? I'm that taking one? the poop on this. That's Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Ohio. No. no. Our house. It's a, it's a very, 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 house very fine house with two cats <laughs> in the yard. Okay. Life used to be, be so hard. All right, I took a shit on that one. All right, well, all right, all right. two and one. Two easy. one. Easy. easy, easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> Ironically, that's the next song. Oh, oh sweet! No. Is it easy like Sunday morning? Oh, sweet action. Deadly 
on pools of maroon below. You know, daddy didn't give attention oh, oh, to the fact that mommy didn't care. Clearly, I remember picking on the boy. He seemed like a harmless little oh, fuck. Harmless little faff. Little farth. Oh, but we're as Bill Cosby would say, little farth. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. I, you just threw me off. I was going to go ahead and sing that for a few okay. bars. We talking about Jeremy Sparkin, Claire Little Pearl Jam, baby. Turn up the radio. I'll take that. was easy. So the, three and one. Three and one. I'm good. I got to get one more to win. Oh, man. These are two <laughs> singers. Okay. All right. Uh, Robert's for a quick hand. He'll look around the room. He won't tell you his plan. He's got a rolled cigarette okay. hanging out of his mouth. He's a cowboy kid. Yeah. New found. Uh, yeah. He found a six shooter gun in his dad's closet, hidden box full of this goddamn digital thing <laughs> full of, um, other things. And I don't even know what, but coming from you, yeah, he's coming for you. Can I get a bar? Running got a quick hand. Around the room, he wanted on you his band. He got a real cigarette. Hanging out of his mouth, he's a kid, boy, kid, and his fountain is Judy Gun. Seen his dad's hidden box full of things in the night, and I don't even know what. It sounds like, but, uh, yeah, he's coming for you. Yeah, he's coming for you. Saying all the other. Keep going. Kids with the pumped up kicks, you better run, better run. Faster than my gun, all the other kids are the yeah, it sounds like up. it sounds like the guy with the, 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 the Hispanic guy with the mustache than my bullet. and uh, the the blonde guy. I can't remember though. I I don't know what that is, dude. I'm You're taking, taking a shit. I'm taking a shit. That's Foster the people pumped up kicks, dude. <sighs> all the other kids Who is with the pumped up kicks. You better Foster the people. Oh, is that a band? Dude, it's know. an awesome tune. I love it. Oh, well, well shit. I need to hear that, that because I don't know that cigarette. I've heard that. What, what's that? Well, come on. What's that band that we love? She's a... She's a man. Come on. I thought it was the... Um, why can't I remember this band right now? She's um, a... Yeah, give me more than that. Come on, I, I come, on come on! I'm you giving you all these. Remember that delicious. guy? Remember that guy at Burt's? He was he was wearing the Oregon hat, and you're like, she's a man eater. Oh, Holland Oats. I thought it was Holland Oats. That sounds like Holland Oats, but no. Yeah, you like? I think you like this. I like that song. I'll have to check it out. Okay, so, so I'm three and two. Three and two. Yes. So that was a tough right. one, dude. Woo. Uh, you're gonna get this one, I think. Okay, let's hope. All right, number six. Here we go. Early morning, April 4, shots ring out in the Memphis sky. Free at last. They took your life, but they can't take away your pie. Early mo okay. Give me a bar. Give me a bar. That's your early morning, April 4, shots ring out in the Memphis sky. 
realize they took your life, but they can't take away your pie. Oh my gosh, I totally know this. Oh, oh my gosh, dude. And it's a big timer. I know it is. This is big time. April 4th. This is not April 4th. Early morning, April 4th. Shots run out in the Memphis sky. Free at last. They took your life. They can't take away your pie. In the Memphis sky. Yeah. It's like, okay. In the Memphis sky. Oh my heck. Oh, shoot, dude. Come on, dude. I'm having a hard time with this one. Are you going to win, or is this the winning point? No, this is. Th- I'm three and two right now. Three so. and two, so this could be a tie if you don't Then you're going to have to give me a bonus. What? Oh, Memphis okay, I, I'm going to take a shot. You're going to have to do a bonus question. <laughs> a bonus question? Okay. Okay. Well, who is this one? That's you too. Oh, In the name of love. One more. In the name of love. Oh, All right. Shoot. Okay. Here's your bonus question. Okay. And I don't really know. I know it, Jack and Joe. Over and over, crimson and clover. Oh, that's that's uh, that's Joan Jett. About time, motherfucker! Ding, ding, ding! It was like two episodes ago. The radio. I haven't heard that song since then, but I remember you talking about Crimson Clover. Listen, I'm going to take that win because yeah. I am appalled that I didn't get that U2 question, even though I do not care for the U2. Yeah. I should have got that. Kind of. Yeah. I should have got that still. Okay. I feel a little bit embarrassed right now. I like that song. It's a beautiful day. Do you like that song? Eh, no. Uh. It's okay. Listen, I the only U2 I like is from... Uh, well, the streets have no name and all that older stuff. Isn't that from the same? Did Joshua Tree? Song? Isn't that Joshua Tree? I don't know. I have no idea. Too. I'm out of the loop on. By the, the way, if too. people call me out on that because I'm wrong, they can kiss my freaking ass because I hate you too. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. Okay. I mean, I don't my see what's wrong with that. You know who else? While I'm at it, I hate the Michael Stipe band too. REM. Those two oh, bands, I like Ariane. I cannot stand. I thought you were talking about like you heard his solo stuff. No, dude. You know what? The one Ariane song I like, I got my pride. I got my, my orange crush. crush. That's because oh, yeah, I happen I like to love Orange Crush. Every other song like that. Everything can eat has my to. Ass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You know what we're going to do right now? Ah, uh, what? I feel like I won that. Okay. Yeah, you I did. Feel like because, I to... because let me tell you why you won that. Okay. Okay. Because you didn't get that Joan Jett question like some weeks ago. Right. And just me singing I've that. I've learned you from it. Learned from that. So, yes, you won the I'm challenge. I'm a better person. So, one last ago. time. Turn up 
It's radio. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, He's happy it. as a clam over of there. Of course. I, lo- I, right. like, I like to win. Well, you're a good-looking guy. Well, thank you, sir. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure that you mean that. But what we're going to do is we're going to be, you know, you know how happy I am right now? That's all about to be taken away because we are going to be talking about one of the most bummer movies yeah. of all time in Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, Portrait of a Serial Killer. And we've got a trailer right now for you. Let's go ahead and play that. Otis, plug it in. Did you really kill your mama? What? Did you really kill your mama? I guess I did. She must have treated you real bad. She was a whore. Susie! Susie! Used to dance naked? Sure, all the time around town. Otis. Best little naked dancer you ever saw. You never. Tell me you never killed anybody before. I ain't saying that. Open your eyes, Otis. Look at the world. It's either you or them. You know what I mean. Don't do that, Otis. She's your sister. I feel like I know you. Like, like I've known you for a long time. It's like the blood droppings from a deer you shot. And all they gotta do is follow those droppings, and uh, pretty soon they're gonna find that deer. I ain't What do you do? And we'll see it again. All right, everybody, we are here to talk about Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. came out in, well, it was filmed in 1986, but it actually wasn't released until 1989. But you know what? We're going to go ahead and save the reason for that till later. Oh. IMDb, did you check out the IMDb on this? Uh, I'm going to say that the IMDb was... Oh, you, uh, he's looking at it. 7.1. He... How did you know that, Because I looked on that. I know you did. It was directed by John McNaughton. Uh, he actually has a good number of directorial credits, including uh, Wild Things with uh, Kevin Bacon's dick. Oh. And, and uh, uh, he actually did a Masters of Horror called Heckle's Tale. I can't remember exactly which one that is, but if it's the one yeah. I think it is, there's some good titties in it. But uh, let's move on. Uh, it was written by, again, John McNaughton and a guy named Richard Fire. It was starring Michael Rooker. Do you know who Michael Rooker is? Do you know who he's best known for these days? Merle! He is Merle. He's Merle. Merle on the... We've already talked about The Walking Dead on this episode so far. Minus the giant moles all over his face. Oh, is, are those new? He must have got them lasered off after, you know, <laughs> when he made all his money from she, Henry. She's like, you can finally afford to get rid of these freaking moles. I don't remember seeing him as Merle, but... Yeah, dude, he is Merle. Tom Tolls is Otis. Have you, do you recognize Tom Tolls from any, from any... House of a Thousand Corpses? He was Big Daddy Brother. 
You know what? He looked a lot different in that one. He looked respectable in House of a Thousand Corpses, but I digress. Let's go ahead and save that again for later on. Uh, It starred Tracy Arnold as Becky and a bunch of other people who are not that important because, you know, those three people are the three main characters of this movie. Yeah. Um, before we get into the plot, I want to describe those three main characters, actually, um, because I think the way that these guys look and act is integral to the effect that this movie had on me personally, but I think that's kind of ma- mainly the, the, the reason that this is considered one of those classics. You know? Okay, I'm one interested. Um, let's talk about Michael Rooker. You know, he's the main guy, like I said, Merle from The Walking Dead, but I've seen him many times before on movies. Have you ever seen Slither? I have not. You need to see Slither. It's Netflix streaming. It's in streaming. Really? So, yeah. so he is in other movies. Oh, he's in a ton of shit. Uh, he, he was uh, Grant Grant. Uh, Grant Grant. In Slither, which is actually a really awesome movie, who's basically a slimy rich dude who ends up being really gross. He was a bad guy in The Sixth Day uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you ever seen The Sixth Day? No. Great movie. I love The Sixth Day. Even though it's silly, sci-fi action, whatever, The Sixth Day is a solid freaking movie. Um, the th- But you know what the first thing I ever saw him on, I think, was? Um, he was playing a particularly gross dude on a show called Mallrats, which was a Kevin Smith. Never saw that either. Well, okay. Kind of, so I'm so, out of the mix. Man. So basically, this is why you're asking, oh, has he been in anything else? Yeah, dude. He's been in a ton of stuff. He was on X-Files. He's been on all sorts of TV shows. Right. But he's actually had a lot of big parts in a lot of big movies. But he also, he basically, I don't, I mean, I've never seen him in a movie where he's a good guy. He's yeah, always yeah. a sketchy. I can see that. He's got that look. I mean, even in The Walking Dead, he's, even though, you know, I mean, he's working for the governor or whatnot, but he's pretty sketchy. Yeah. Is, yeah. I, I guess the, the, the theme there. But, um, this one, he's something a little bit different though. Uh, because in this, he's, he plays a cold, subdued, dark, brooding character. I mean, he always has this stone face, like he's calculating, yeah. like he's always thinking he, he has his, his whole life up in his head. And he's like, you know what? I may be talking to you, but since I live such a different life, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in this situation, this situation and whatever. Right. Um, he likes to be in control in this movie, uh, but it looks like he could snap. Oh yeah. At any freaking time. And, uh, you know, we, there's a couple of scenes in this movie actually where he's, I think he's kind of sensing that he's losing it. Uh, but he tries to get out of the situation like he's, you know, to the point of where he's almost going to flip out, you know, whatever. Tom Tolls, the sheriff in House of a Thousand Corpses, within two minutes of this guy being on screen, I knew that he was a despicable human being. Yeah. First of all, he's ugly. He is. Yeah, he's. Not desirable. Kind of the epitome of just a white trash dude. I mean, am I wrong? The, the, here's the thing. Tom Tolls, I've, I actually saw this before I saw House of a Thousand Corpses and I didn't realize that it's the same dude. And for some reason I didn't make that connection. Right. But I'll tell you what, it is amazing to me the job that he did in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. If that's, if he wasn't just playing himself. Yeah, you know? he's a pretty dirty, nasty bastard. The but. thing is, is I mean, he's uh, for, let's I mean, let's describe him. He's got all jacked up teeth. He's a scruffy comb over, wearing a trucker hat before it was hip. Before Ashton Kutcher decided yeah. that you know that was the awesome thing to do. Shitty old clothes. He puts off his air. 
of trashiness. Man, he carries himself in such a way that it's, it, to me it's just so off-putting. I call it phoning it in. What? Everything he does is just kind of phoned in. It's really? like the old lady. No way. The old lady, she's like, uh, hey, will you check the back tire? And he oh, kind of bends down and goes, dude, you know, taps the tire and it's like, yeah, it's good. You know, Here's the thing. And you phoning could be it right. in. I don't think he's phoning in his job as an actor on this movie, but he's kind of, you're right. He's yeah, I'm talking about the character. Yes. I'm not in, talking about the man. You know what's so funny too is, I mean, back in the day, back when Michael was a young man, he worked on a moving crew. And he worked with a lot of dudes that had a lot of the same mannerisms, said a lot of the same things as this guy, as Otis, in this movie, man. Yeah. And I think that maybe for that reason, this movie had a lot of, more of an effect on me because I have been... You were like, been there, done that. Exactly. And you know what's creepy, too, is... He showed up and he was like, hey, old lady, let me check your tires. You know what? To that old lady, he was just some nice dude that worked at, you know, maybe some, you know, he was a grease monkey, right? But, I mean, he still. He wasn't a grease monkey, but. Well, I mean, maybe we have different definitions of a grease monkey, but he worked at a gas station. Is I guess what I'm saying. Oh, there you go. All right. You got it. All right. But, um, and then also, uh, first of all, I just cannot believe how convincing he was playing this part. Because it was so close to the dudes that I knew on the moving crew. Seriously. Oh, that's it, not good. Oh, that can't be good. Dude, all I know is, is these guys were reprehensible. I loved it. I had so much fun working. Reprehensible. But they and were like, repli- reprehensible. And you had to hug up against them when you climbed in the truck. Dude. Oh, man. I beat the shit out of those guys. But uh, they were fun as shit to work with, dude. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, we also have Tracy Arnold, who is Otis's sister, possibly the only character in the movie that's sympathetic. Um, she's escaped an abusive relationship. She seems all sweet and nice. Uh, we get to know her, uh, background a little bit and, you know, it's just heartbreaking. Anyway, let's get into the plot a little bit. Sure. We see some scenes of the opening scene. We, we see some scenes of dead women in various positions interspersed with Michael Rooker, who plays Henry, going about his daily life. These ladies are bloodied. They're dead. Some of the bodies even look like they're staged, which is a term that I know uh, because I watch a lot of SVU. You know, they stage the bodies to look a certain way, but I'm not oh, sure. All the serial killers do? Or? Yeah, on, well, a lot of serial I mean, killers, killers in general, you know, trying to make a point. I don't know if that's the case with Henry specifically. How about the chick with the that's half naked with the Coke bottle? With the beer bottle? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's staged. It seemed pretty staged. Like he was trying to make it a like like when the cops walk in, they say something like, "Oh, this guy's angry." He's trying to make a yeah type. Thing. I got you. That's what I mean. But um, you know, they, and it's funny because they do a lot of awesome things, especially well, well throughout the movie, but especially with these opening scenes. Um, we don't see a lot of the actual killings when in you know in this first scene we see a lot of the dead bodies. The cameras are like panning around on them and you know giving us different angles of the aftermath of the murder but we hear echoey audio in the background of the crime being committed which to me was super creepy dude oh my god no stop it no exactly and you know that i don't know if i've seen another movie where they do that but i digress let's get into this henry oh sorry otis has a shitty apartment in a shitty part of of, uh, chicago 
Um, and sometimes I, I actually wonder if it's kind of a parole placement type of apartment because he's there. He's been in jail. In fact, that's where he. That's was interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, don't, haven't you ever seen those halfway houses and stuff like that? Yeah. I wonder if this is that same type of place. He's sharing a, a, an apartment with Henry, who, um, you know, they met in jail and whatnot. Otis lives, um, just kind of a day to day type of lifestyle. You know, he, he, he doesn't, uh, he's just, I don't know. I don't want, uh, okay, what I was about to say, I want to save, but he and Henry live there. Henry doesn't seem to really have a permanent residence. He's more of a nomad. Um, that is what, uh, you know, when, when people are in jail together, when they're doing some years in jail, that's what they call a stretch. Do you want to know how I know that? How do you know that? I saw Shawshank Redemption. I yeah. wish I could say, like, oh, I did a few stretches down at the point of the mountain here in Utah. Do you really wish that you said, well, I've done a couple stretches? No. I, I never want to ever go there. I actually don't wish I could say that. No, <laughs> no. Anyway, the movie, as it gets going, it starts out with Otis picking up his sister, Becky, at the airport. She just got out of a terribly abusive relationship with her husband, and uh, Otis is her brother. Um we actually get a lot of scenes where Otis and Becky and Henry are all kind of hanging out in the apartment. You know, they seem harmless enough, super trashy, but harmless. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, at, at one point, uh, Otis actually does some drug selling on the side. He's got to go out. He's got to drop off some drugs to a high school kid. Henry and Becky are playing some cards, you know, like, hey, what's going on? They take this time. To kind of get to know each other a little bit, which I think is awesome because that's when we get to know them. Yeah. Um, Henry talks about how he killed his mother. Uh, apparently, Otis told Becky um, that Henry told him that he killed his mother with a baseball bat. Yeah. But Henry said he did it with a knife. He told that to Becky. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. He said with the bat. Oh, well, yeah. no, it was actually with a knife. Oh, wait. Was it a gun? So he kind of seems a little He's sketchy on the whole thing. Serial killings, and that you know, it. Uh, I think he's. Ha- I think he's going. Could be. Well, I. Yes, I killed my mother. Yes, I did. Yeah, but I'm mixing it up with all the other girls that I killed. Well, and just and just like you were saying, the sharing gets intense. Becky starts talking about her abusive father. About how, you know, it started with beating and then sexually molesting. But we've also find out that she used to dance naked once. I wonder how many stripper stories are the same as that. Let me tell you something about Becky. Okay. She is not a stripper that would have had a job at any other time of the day. Maybe between lunch sure. and dinner. Well, you know, the three you're o'clock, not a night the 1.30. You're not at a good club. No. And you're oh, not no. a hot stripper. She's no golden trails. You, you are, you are... Uh, can we fit you in after breakfast and before lunch? <laughs> sure, because she we don't want anyone yakking up their goods. <laughs> She's not a treat. Listen, she is. I, you know what? I'm trying to make it nice. Trying okay. to say something nice about her. She's a sweet young lady. Okay, okay with a sure. lot of problems. But you know what? She's just trying to get through this life. Yeah, just like the rest of us. Oh, okay. I, okay. Henry, of course, is talking about his upbringing. His mama was a whore. Made him watch him. Made him watch him while she did the dudes. Okay, which is wild. She beat him a lot. When he wouldn't watch it, he would make she would make him wear a dress and beat the shit out of him. All I'm saying that is that this was kind of a happy moment for me in this movie because you know I'm a father. Yeah. I have a few kids. Listen, if that's what it takes to make a serial killer 
I'm 99% sure that since I haven't put them through that, that they're going to be a-okay. Ah, uh, yeah. So. I would go ahead and say that. Because <laughs> if you're going, hey, not only am I going to beat your ass, but I'm going to dress you up as a girl right. and then beat your right, ass. Right, right. But the thing is, is how much of that was actually true since he couldn't even remember how he killed his own mother. Well, you know, I, mean, I don't know that. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know how much I... uh I believe Henry in his stories because I actually think that he played a psychotic very well. Yeah. And he didn't have a great memory, but whatever. I, let's move on. Henry gets the itch to kill as if it's a compulsion. He kills with impunity, but he's careful. You know, he makes sure that he's moving around, that he's doing what he thinks it takes not to get caught. One night he takes Otis out. They get some hookers. Uh, and it's a good thing Henry drives a huge car because he's doing it in the back with a hooker while Otis is getting Big blown. old Skylark. Oh, dude. <laughs> Which would be great because all there's plenty the of balling yeah. room in the front and the back. Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I don't think, it, I don't even think in my minivan I could be balling in the front. Well, maybe. Wouldn't be nearly as comfortable as that Skylark. Sure. Is what I, I guess where I'm going with that. But Henry, something happens. He snaps the hooker's neck that he's doing. Okay, yeah. he gets a little pissed, and then the no, hook- he snaps the he, doesn't he snap the hooker that Otis is getting the well, he does he does after he's like that oh, that hooker right. starts that's freaking right. out and like oh you know what's going on here of course because I mean he's snapping necks every which way but loose back and forth he's snapping necks Otis is shocked they you know they get rid of the bodies and and they're like you know and and Henry's trying to say hey Otis don't, no big deal. He's like, you know how he does it? He gets some fast food and says, hey, you want some fries? Yeah. With coffee. (laughs) Weird. You know, you know that it was coffee because it's the white cup with the Absolutely. And he's like pounding the fries with the coffee. Gross. Do you want it? I like the way Otis went, yeah, I'll have a fry. Then as soon as he ate the fries, he's like, give me the fucking bag. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to eat the rest of these shits. like. Fries and coffee. Somebody try that. I it's do disgusting. not. It's not me. I cannot stand the taste of coffee, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. So somebody else report on that. They both, they decide that, you know what? This was okay. Otis gets kind of hooked on the power that murdering gives him. Right. They both go out on a, on a killing spree. It's almost like a Jedi, Jedi slash Padawan relationship where Henry is giving Otis tips on how to kill. He's giving him techniques. He's giving him philosophy. He's giving yeah. him strategy. But one day Otis, drunk with the power of killing, kicks in his TV. Yeah. So you know what they do? They go over to a fence for a new TV. Because you don't they didn't have Best Buys back then. You had to go to Big Tubby Guys yeah. who sold stolen TVs. In okay? a warehouse somewhere. In his garage or some shit. Yeah. Well, they end up murdering that guy, which was a great scene, by the way. I mean, I'm just going to skip over this a little bit, but that was such a hilarious scene to me. Uh, they kill the guy. They murder him for a TV and a camcorder. But you know what you do with a camcorder? What? You start murdering, or you start, sorry, you start filming the murders that you commit. Okay? And shit gets even weirder. Otis starts to show how depraved he really is. He punches, uh, Otis gets punched out when he tries to make a pass at a kid that he, that he's selling pot to. He's getting his You don't do that. No, you don't. You don't do that to your drug dealer that has the hot shit that you're willing to drive around. All I'm saying is if you want that river to keep flowing, you don't get in You don't punch him in the face. You don't get to blow him or anything like that, but just, you know, say, you know what? The guy grabs your leg. Let him grab your leg, give him the money, get out, but Absolutely. don't punch him in the face. <laughs> but that's what happens. So uh he's got to find his weed from someone else. 
Um, anyway, he also, they also start filming some really screwed up murders. They, they, they go after a whole family and Otis is all into the necrophilia stuff after he breaks a neck. By the way, I think it's pretty easy to break a neck. You know, after watching this movie, I feel like I could break some necks, you know, cause all you have to do is grab somebody's face and twist it around. You a just kind of turn it a little bit and you hear crunch. <laughs> he goes after the necrophilia. Even Henry objects to the necrophilia. Um, but Otis just seems to be escalating. Anyway, some shit happens. Becky is going back for her daughter. He's like, you know, I love this girl. I got to go take care of her. I got to get her from my husband. She asked Henry to go with her. They go out for a steak dinner. Another thing, real quick. Steak dinners are the ultimate dinners for the white trash folk. And they don't call it like, let's go to the steakhouse. No, listen, we all love a good steak dinner, but we don't say, hey, how about I take you to a steak dinner? I say like, hey, want to take the family to the steakhouse? All yeah. I'm saying is the moving guys were all like, even like at noon, we're like, let's go have a steak dinner. Yeah. They would yeah. say the words steak dinner. dinner. Yeah. It's like, what? It's lunchtime. Let's go have a steak. Let's, let's get some beef in my belly. Yeah. You know? But steak dinner. Steak, yeah, like even at like noon, let's go get a steak it. dinner. Anyways, I just thought that was another one of the things that the moving guys had in common with Otis, which is very bizarre for me. Um, anyway, so they go out for the steak dinner. Um, Otis, when they get home, Otis is passed out in the front room watching one of their murder videos. Henry turns it off. Becky, uh, decides, you know what? Now that Otis has passed out, I'm going to put the moves on Henry. Yeah. You know what? Finally. Yeah, absolutely. They start to get it on. Otis wakes up and interrupts them. And it makes Henry. Did I interrupt something? Yeah, and you know what? We've skipped so much awkwardness with with freaking Otis. How he's always like, there's always been this little incestual thing. Sure, yeah. But when when Henry takes off, he's like, "Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. You busted us trying to do it. I'm gonna get some smokes for my car." But when he shows back up, when he comes back up to the apartment, guess what? Otis is laying on top of Becky, doing her, raping her. Yeah. And all the shit hits all His the fans. Sister. That's bizarre. Um, there's a whole fight that breaks out. Henry kills Otis. He and Becky take off together. Super awkward. I love you, Henry. I guess I love you too, Becky. Tell uh, you know, type of deal. I guess I love you too. But Becky. I'll tell you what, the ending of this movie is as chilling as shit. But. That's a quick rundown of the plot. What did you think about this movie, man? Is this the first time you've seen it? You've seen it? I've, I have seen this a couple of times as a youngster growing up. Uh-huh. It's always seemed like a TV made for movie, you know, oh, made really? for TV movie to me. Uh, it's all right. I mean, really? It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, Here's there's the not a lot of gore. No, there's it. not. Well, there's a little bit like the staged bodies. There's not a lot of like yeah. cutting into somebody and having their guts fly. You're right. There's not a lot of that. Uh, I do like, uh, you know, I love the scene with uh, her cutting the fish. Right, right. It's like she's making that dinners. Apartment probably, I'm making dinners. You know, what's funny is they always had their dinner together. Like I wouldn't family. wash my balls in that sink. <laughs> and she's like, it's almost like my apartment. No, it's way worse than your apartment. Well, I'm saying two steps down from my apartment. I'm saying ten but steps. She's down. like, it's like, bitch, don't put that fish. It in probably the sink. smelled yeah. pretty rotten in that place. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I have a hard time Here's, with this. Really? 
Yeah. Here, here, okay. Let me go off a little bit. There. I know it's classic. Maybe this is I, maybe this is perfect for the ep- for the question of the episode. Okay? okay. Here is the creepiest thing about this movie. Um, this for some reason, the speech patterns, the mannerisms were exactly like Otis. Is they uh, sorry? Were the lumpers on this on this moving crew were exactly like Otis? In fact, I would not be surprised if if Otis was on that team that I used to go move people with. It wouldn't shock me at all. Right. These guys were exactly Otis. They thought their sense of humor, their mannerisms, the way they carried themselves. Oh my gosh. This movie was to me so authentic. And it seemed to me that it was only, you know, one or two steps for, for any, for a real person to be, to be a normal, regular, day to day type of guy to turn into a serial killer. And I think that's what this movie, I think that's why this movie gets me so, you know, hits me so hard right in the in gut the, in the good stuff well and this movie is not for fun time slappy hour i mean let's be honest it is no. depressing dude and it was a low budget but the thing is is it's like okay so let me ask you something the the scenes of this movie the the look and feel of it were depressing it was a shitty apartment in a shitty town yeah part shitty part of town there was no happiness in this movie. There was no humor in this movie. Sure. It was all bleak, dark, disturbing, in my yes. opinion. And, you know, and so, you know, maybe that was because of the low budget. It's like these people couldn't, you know, they couldn't afford to do anything else. In fact, I'll talk about some of the, the things that they did because of the low budget. Right. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, to me, this seemed a little bit too real for comfort. And it seemed to me that Otis and um, uh, Henry were real dudes, as opposed. Well, to... Well, I see that. Yeah, I I, I see that they, they. It's like it came across as like, hey, this is two real guys. That, you know, it's a, right. But it just seemed to me, I, low budget is one thing. It yeah. just didn't click. I mean, I. Okay. Well, listen, not everybody's going to get this, I guess, but let me tell you something. I don't know. I, I think that, to me, this movie is a, a real-life example of how a low-budget movie can be overcome from good writers and good actors. They seemed authentic. The, okay, I'll, I'll give the good acting, the the good writing, or mm-hmm. I guess. The, you know, it's just the overall feel to me is like, eh. I don't. I, there was no good gore. There was no, no good. And there wasn't. And, and, and it's slow. It's kind of slow running. I don't you know. You get all the delicious about, blood and, sure. and goo in the beginning. And is that how Henry ended up being caught? He never got caught, dude. And this uh, spoiler, but he we never see him get caught. In fact, the ending, which is super chilling. Uh, he basically takes care of business. He is, even though we think that maybe there's a spark of humanity in him and he's made a human connection, guess what? That's all bullshit because you know what? He is out there. He is doing his, he, he's doing his, as he likes to say, modus his operandi. Business. Yeah, he's doing, and yeah. he, you know what? You cannot get close to him because that is how cold and detached he is. Yeah. And to me, this movie always creeps me out just because these guys 
I mean, this is, I mean, you know, we always talk about real, quote unquote, real horror. That to me, this movie epitomizes that. And it epitomizes the, the, the to me, there was a hell of a lot more comedy. Oh, really? Okay. Well, let's hear your take. Dude, I'm telling you, when they go into the warehouse to buy the TV. Sure. And the giant fat piece of shit that hasn't got him goes, yeah, you're just wasting my time right, right. with this. And then he wants to sell him a thousand dollar VHS camcorder. Right, right. That thing goes for a thousand bucks. Right. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I get the idea that it's supposed to be, uh, isn't this depressing or whatever, but it just didn't, it doesn't do that for what me. Kind and I of know ex- it's, it's supposed to be classic. Sure. But it's like, it doesn't have any of those, delicious bits that i you know what what would you what 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 would you like to see well man if if i can answer that question okay. i would be the director of the movie i would have liked to have seen more uh killing okay i would like to have seen what henry's actually doing instead of just that well he did this he did this he did this let's see the now it's the, I think. now it's the the um, the i get the idea of the relationship sure that he's because that's what this movie is. It's the relationship that he builds with Otis, that he builds with Becky, and how he's trying to deal with his serial killer ideas right. on the side. For sure. But it's like I I don't know oh, that it really hit that with me. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna say that that I'm right or anything like that, but let me tell you how this hit me. This hit me as being something that I could see happening. In our town today, and probably is this the 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 just the old. It just seems so bleak. It seems so depraved. You know, it basically we have these the the set of people who have no power in their daily lives. They have no money. They right. live in this shitty place. They get a little taste of power, and guess what? They get addicted to it. How about they that parole sub- officer? He didn't give a shit. That parole officer, Otis goes into the parole officer, and then he gets on the, hold on a minute, Otis is sitting there. He talks to this guy on the phone for a minute, and then he gets out the phone, he goes, what did he say? And then he's telling his whole story. Oh, this guy did this and did that. That's government, that's government waste. And I'm just going, man, the parole officers are like that, too. It's like. Otis, you got it made, brother. Let me ask you something. He's dialing it in, man. To me, Otis and Henry especially did not seem like actors at all. No, they didn't. No, they they didn't. They were so natural. And I, you know, you hear, I watched some extras on this and I read some stuff about it. And it's like, you know, uh, what's his name? Henry, the guy who played Henry Rooker would, would be in character the whole day. He would hang out away from the rest of the people and whatever. But I'll tell you what. You get these guys on here, and it's like, I've seen this before. Yeah. I have seen this type of uh, person in these types of situations and that live this type of life, but I didn't know about their their extracurricular activities, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. And well, that, and that, and I, you never do. No. And I guess that's my point. The thing is, is this to me seems so real and so depressing that it gets to me every time I watch this movie. And I've seen this a handful of times. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it a couple of times. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it as a young kid kind of going, sure. 
way more disturbing than when I watched it for this podcast. Really? Okay. And I was just kind of like, eh, it's, you know, I get it. I saw a Ted Bundy sure. movie of the week, and it was sure. a TV movie of the week. And yeah, you're right. This is more of a character study about Otis and about the, you know, the, maybe the three main characters. I don't know. As if opposed the, to a quote unquote horror movie. I don't know movie. if it's factual. Well, it was actually based on true life uh, murder, but the thing is, is that's not the point. I mean, they, it's loosely based off that. But the point, yeah. the, I, I think the, the the point, you know, and I was going to bring up a lot of that, but I don't really think that has much to do with it um, when, when it really comes down to a character study of Michael Rooker playing this guy, Henry, you know, and how he interacts with Otis, how he views the people in his life, how he interacts with the people in his life, you know? And it's just, I don't know, to me, it's just chilling. I mean, you know, well, Lucas confessed. I mean, this is Henry Lee heard. Lucas is the guy. Henry Lee Lucas confessed to 600 murders. Right. But it's been, uh, uh, it's been circulated that 350 has been deemed more believable in the number. Was right. convicted of 11. Sentenced to death, but then commuted to life in prison in 1998 yep. by George W. Bush. But we don't even know. We don't. We have no idea what he did. Exactly. You thing, don't know. The thing it's is, like six hundred, and then maybe three hundred and fifty. That's a guy that's a busy can. Even I, convicted of eleven. Sure. Even a guy that's convicted of, of 11, 11 murders right. is a right. busy man. But I think the blatant disregard of human life, the blatant disregard of kind of the, the, the way that you are a participant in human, the, the, the culture, the humanity. Sure. You know, and obviously, uh, Henry in this movie, he killed at will. He did whatever, he did whatever he wanted. And that's what scares me. Some person who is like, you know what? I get that there's laws. I get that there's shit. I get that there's like social contracts that we have with people out on the, yeah. You know, I know that you don't piss in the next stall next to some other dude, right. but there's some guy out there who is saying F Every social contract out there, F the law, F whatever, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I am cold calculating. That creeps me out, dude. There's one thing about this movie that I thought was bullshit, though. What? There's one point where Henry goes out to get some cools, okay? Yeah, he, back cools. He loves the cools, okay? Um, he goes out to kind of a, you know, a gas station. Not a really gas station, but a, but a convenience store or whatever, a bodega. And he goes, hey, the guy there says, hey, how about them bears? And he says, F the bears. Let me tell you something. Oh, he don't like the bears? Let me tell you something. In 86, when this movie was filmed, the The year year after Jim McMahon led the team to the Super Bowl, are you kidding? You like the bears. Okay? That's all I'm saying. You don't like the bears? Yes. Piece of shit. That's my biggest complaint with this movie. Other than that, I ab- well, I don't. I can't say I love it because it gets to me. Even I watched it yesterday. Really, it creeps you out. It makes you go. Ew, ew, ew. Here's why: half because the weird fucking shit that you bring here and go, "Hey, let's watch fucking vomit, vomit on the pussy." <laughs> yes, and you're going. This is a real. Let me fucking tell you why. Stinker because me. there are there are five guys that I can think about right now uh-huh. that might just be Henry. That might oh, have you got five tennis. guys? I can think of them. I can think of them right Burger now. Burger and fries? Five. I wish it was five guys burger and fries because then it would be delicious and tasty with awesome All right, bacon. So who are they? The five guys. 
Do you want me to actually mention them right now? Yes, I do. Their names. First and last name? And last names. I can't and remember, email addresses. I can't remember a lot of last names, but first of all, when me and Sam worked at El Matador, okay, there was a guy named Blake. Blake. I know his last name. I'm not going to say his last name, but there was a guy named Blake. I believe could have been Henry. Could have had this kind of disregard sure. for human life. There were guys on the moving crew. Disregard for human life. Yes. There was, at, you are absolutely sure these no, people I'm not. Disregard for human I'm, life. I'm not sure at all, but... But you've got a good idea they may or may not. No, no, no. What I'm saying is is they acted just like Otis. They acted just like Henry. There's Blake at El Matador. Right. There's Frank at El Matador. That's two. There's Lenny at uh, Allied Van Lines in Salt Lake City yeah. that's now defunct. There's uh, say Lenny. There was uh, like there was those Todd. are all good names too. No, no, no serious serial killers. No, no, Lenny. Lenny was awesome because he actually Blake. No, no, no Blake. Blake Von. They've got to have three or four names. No, too. no, no. His name Blake is, Von Stark. Let's say I can't remember Lenny's last Lindsay. name, but I actually he'd been in jail because he shot his wife in the Lenny face. Adam Smith. But his, but the bullet in his, but in his wife only grazed the skull, so he got out of jail. And I am, are you I am serious? no, I'm not. I, oh yes, I'm absolutely serious. I'm not shitting you. This is true, Lenny. There, okay, so we got Blake, we got Lenny, we got Todd, and I can see one guy. There was one guy in the moving crew that I that did Todd Clemens. I can't remember Todd's last name. I know Declare. Blake's last name was Durchy. Okay, Blake Durchy. Okay, Frank Blake Durchy. There was another guy named Frank Frank Lariski. 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 Oh, dude, that screams serial killer. That's what I'm saying. Frank so that's two guys. Jonathan Lariski. We have Lenny, who was who was a guy straight from Mexico who shot his wife in the face, but got out of jail because it didn't kill her. It just grazed her, grazed her, her whatever. Skull. They got, you know what's funny is he got back with her after that. They yeah. worked that shit out. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I'm sorry I shot you in the face, man. But you know what? I think we should still do it. And every morning he would he would tell me about his sexual exploits the night before with his wife. I didn't give a shit. I was 18 years old. Whatever. You enjoyed every minute. No, I think because he. I'm looking at you right now. You enjoyed every minute. No, no. Don't you lie to me. No, I'm not lying to you. I'll tell you why. Because his wife was a heifer. All these dudes love the ugliest ladies I've ever seen. Now, okay, there was there was uh, Lenny, there was Todd. I can't remember the other guy's name. I can see him, but there was one all right, time you've called everyone out. You don't have to name them all. I I, I have them in my head. I still you've have called them. them out pretty good. All right, okay. That's the thing. Any of any one of these guys could be Henry, could be Otis. Yeah. If they got that power, that that's they, what's know, magical about the world is <laughs> the person. The, well, magical, scary, whatever, but. At the end of the day, you know, you don't know who's sitting there. I, I don't know exactly. who this big thunder buns is upstairs, right. quarter ton of love. Sure. She might come down one night and go, hey, look at this, buddy. You keep complaining about me. Bang, I shoot you in the ball. Exactly. You never know. And that's the magic of life. It's funny because Enjoy it. these guys on this moving crew and Blake and Frank at the El Matador these guys had exactly the same sense of humor and mannerisms in the way they carried themselves as Otis. Not necessarily Henry. Henry was a little bit 
you know, he was standoffish right. and he was cold and he was whatever. These guys weren't like that, but but man, you I, could take. But that they out were of, malleable. You they could were take like, that you out of le- context, though. Sure. Because have you heard the shit that we have recorded and put out fifty goddamn episodes <laughs> of? Sure. People could take little bits of that and turn it into a serial killer conversation. That you know what you are absolutely right. But does that make no, it? They're not right. Dude. Does that make it? Does that make it better or does that make it worse, son? If you're in the if you're in the moving van bus and you've got a load mm-hmm. of shit and you got Jorge and Frank and everyone with uh-huh. you and you're talking about the satanic killer movie, absolutely, watched, absolutely, they could go. I could take that out of context. Sure. Well, like, this guy loves and Satan. You're, right. you're in your, you're totally right. Cause I love the Satan music. I love the <laughs> Satan movies. You know me. I am not a satanic dude. No, okay? you're not. But, but let me tell you something. It could be taken out if, if Jorge totally agree. And you're right. As far as me looking at these dudes and saying, Oh, they might be a serial killer. That was probably pretty judgmental on my part. I get it. But yeah. the thing is, is Otis's portrayal of this eyes. character. I am like, you know what? I may be crazy, but those guys scare me because that is a potential. That's 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 what I'm saying. That's why I give this movie a bone saw. You're giving it a bone I, saw. I, this movie affects me every time I watch it. Wow. I know you didn't care for it as much. For some reason, it hits me right. I appreciate guy. it. I appreciate it's a rent for okay. sure. All right. I say rent it. Wow. Now, here's the thing. You're giving the bone on that. This movie. Now, I'm not going to tell you it's a bone saw because I want to watch it every weekend. No. It's a bone saw because every time I do watch it, it gets to me. Every time that last reveal shows up, which we're not going to mention, I get the chills down my spine. I did get that chill Uh when I was a younger guy Uh going, you know, and I remember watching this where I kind of just turned on the channel and went, what the hell is this? Sure. You know, and I watched it and went, oh, that's pretty fucking creepy. Dude. But watching it again, I was just like, ah, it's, eh, it is what it is. You know, it's, that it's worth a rent. We're, we're, this is our 45th episode. It's yeah. bound to happen that I feel differently about a movie than you did. And that's fine. Yeah. That's completely fine. But I'll tell you what, every time I watch this, I always get sent back to that time when I'm washing dishes. Or when I'm on the moving crew, and what would it be like for one of those dudes to actually, in the evening, go out with their friend and kill? And they probably thought the same about you. No, I was so disrespectful. Oh, I was so. No, stop it. I was so sweet and so. I was was back in the day. I was so fucking shrimp. You're making shrimp out, out of, of goddamn napkins, napkins yes. and saying, eat this asshole. I was so clean cut. I was so... Freaking... I was so... The, the girls who I dated, their mothers loved me, dude. Yeah, I know. Just so you know, their mothers loved me. This, so, so stop it right there, okay? All right. I'm they just loved. saying. I'm just saying. They could have been thinking that, the same thing You know about what? You. They would have been full of shit, but I'll tell you what. I might be full of shit thinking that about them right now, and exactly. I totally can see that. And they're all, and, and you know, I probably would have heard if stuff like that happened. All I'm saying is. And is isn't this, that the sweetest fucking plum you could ever have is to go, that guy that I know turned into a serial killer. It's like the janitor <laughs> sure. at my work. Okay. He just got, he just got, uh, railed for the, the, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, uh, uptown Hobbitland, not Hobbitland, but uh, 
starting the fires up there. Oh, up on the mountain or something? Yeah. No way. The guy that was the janitor no at work was like, he was like, oh, I did it. Here, here's the one I thing. know that guy. Here's the thing. He Shane, burned down half the town. Shane, I know here, it. Here's the thing. If I never Lenny, liked him, but I know him. If Lenny or Blake, okay, if, right. if they go out and I hear that they murdered somebody, I'd be like, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all. If Shane, right. if that happens and Shane's like, and I hear Shane did that, I'd be like, what the fudge? Yeah. The cops come and arrest me right now. It's like, he killed Forty-eight hookers. That man. would shock me. I'd be but like, if Lenny or Blake sorry, or Todd bro, did any of those things, I would be like, "I got to get a little that something, shock. something up in this motherfucker." And I think that's, I think that's what this movie's about. These yeah. dudes who live day to day, who have nothing to lose, just like these guys I've worked with, go in and do that stuff because of one reason or another. Because Otis didn't do shit until all the right things lined up. Yeah. True. And that's what he happened. was. He was. He was a participant. It's called the, that. Peer pressure is. A He's a follower. Bitch. He is a follower. He is not a leader. Whereas come Henry, on, man, smoke the weed pipe, dude. You're gonna be fine. Absolutely. I mean, because Henry went, "Hey, babe, come on, you want to kill someone? Well, yep. let's go kill someone." And, and that's the, and that's all I'm saying. That's why this movie is so chilling to me because of that realism that it really. Hits me with, I guess. See, and here's, here's the, here's the twist. Okay. That I'm gonna, and I'll, I'll, I'll end my talkity talk. Okay. <laughs> is, you were talking about the final blow, the, the final out the window. Okay. This is it. This is the end of the uh-huh, movie. Uh-huh. See, I, 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 they didn't, they don't show you that. Right. What they do show you is him sawing up Otis. Right. They do show. So that. what I think uh-huh. is that, he got in the car with her and said, let's go out to Tallahassee. We'll, we'll, we'll go to California. I got a ranch in Bakersfield. I think he was getting rid of Otis in the bag, oh, in, in the suitcase. That's, that's not how I did it. He was sawing him let, up. Let's throw a spoiler alert out here. Yeah. Here's what I think happened, dude. Okay. In fact, okay, so they got rid of Otis. They get they they Basically, he and Becky got rid of Otis together, sure. and they're driving away, and they're talking about this thing that they just did, the sin that they just committed. Right. And Becky says, I love you, Henry. We're going to make this life together. We're going to send for our kid. Right. I guess I love you, too, but you know what? Let's go ahead and let's spend the night in this motel. Yeah. And all of a sudden... The, Coincidentally, the, the the night out or the day after oh, they spent the I night in the motel, that then. yeah. So they went into the motel room, yes. and then he got in the car with the suitcase. The next day, they see him with a suitcase, a bloody suitcase. They he puts it out there. That was Becky. Oh well, I I totally missed that part. Then, well, there you go. Because I was thinking that he. Just That's why it's that a bone saw for me, and, and you didn't know what the shit's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a it's a it's a rent. Maybe I love teetering on. A low. I don't rent. know. I, really, you hated this movie. It's just not. I this movie always gets me. I know. Every it's, time. it's classic. Everyone screams classic. Right. Goddamn. Right. This movie. is your answer for next episode. There. That's cool. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say you're you're wrong or whatever. It's all the thing. If it didn't yeah. hit you like it hit me, that's fine. All I'm saying is every time I watch this, it freaks me out. Yeah, that's what just, I'm saying. I don't know. It's it's it's. Uh, TV movie of the week. Okay. Well, I disagree, but you With know extra what? Extra blood. Like I said, we disagree on many things, but we're still bestest buds. Yeah. So there you go. See, that's what we do. I guess that's all we got for this show, huh? Man, I'm spent. Kind of tired, man. 
we've 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 worked we our worked way through it. the thirty pack. We've, we've worked uh, hard. Yes, we've uh, <laughs> work you hard. It's raining outside. It's definite he- uh, uh, Henry portrait of a serial killer weather. Yeah. So at least listen. At least we got your microphone twisted the right way. Yeah. No shit. Okay. All right. We did do that. Um. That's all I got, though. Question of the episode recap, okay, people? Do you remember what this was? Let me put, let me scroll up here on my iPad real quick. Um, you people say that if you're a horror fan, you should see this movie or that movie. Right. You, know, you get recommended movies all the time. Listen, you got to watch this movie. It's a classic of the genre. What are some classics that that, that, that what are some movies that you think that uh, the the community thinks are classics, but you don't really care for? Yeah, Shane would be Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. There oh, you that's, go. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Bone saw to rent. I yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big disparity between you and me. that's yeah. that's probably the biggest disparity we've had. Um, but that's the question of the episode. The bone phone number is three eight five three five one nine two seven three three eight five three five one nine two seven three. Don't forget to go visit corpsecollective.com. You can hit us up on the speak pipe there. But other than that, come to the Facebook group. Join up, have a chit chat. All that, all the fun, kind of nasty stuff is over, so we're good to go. We're gonna have some fun there. All right? Shenanigans about to burst out. Well, shenanigans are over. Okay. Shenanigans are over. Good times or party times. Check out the zombie TV on the Roku box if you got it. But other than that, I guess we'll catch you later. See ya. Oh,